0: Anybody's wondering whether they should watch the movie or listen to this podcast? They're about the same length, so, you know, (laughs) do your thing. (laughs) Hopefully you've already
1: watched it because this is hella spoilers. Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Izekiah Studios anime podcast. This is a special episode we're doing this time where we'll be discussing the Demon Slayer Infinity Train movie. I am your stand-in host, Sredden, aka SB Kuma, in place of the face of the Izekiah Studios. Uh, with me today, I have Taylor. Hello. Johan, aka JX Full- Hello. Hola. Uh, I have also Justin, aka Killjoy. Hey, everyone. Ku, also known as Ku Subaru. Yo, yo. And Sasha, who is the voice of Alex.
0: Santaro!
2: Santaro!
1: <laughs> Alright, so we're going to open up right away. Was the hype worth it?
2: Yes. <laughs> yes.
1: <laughs> I mean, uh, I'll, I was kind of
3: confused, because if, was anyone going to answer no? Alright, I mean, let's let's be real. I think everyone was looking forward to it.
2: Yeah, they, not could, they, not they could not say with... no sarcastically.
4: Maybe <laughs> <laughs> not
5: here, so no.
4: Oh, I mean, okay. I hope not just from all the, you know, records that it's been smashing and everything. I think, like you said, it would be kind of crazy for someone to go into this and then be like, uh, you know, it was mid. It was whatever. And it's just like, <laughs> oh, man, we're going to take all you right. out back. We got a special showing for you. Just another normal <laughs> <Nah>. movie. <laughs> oh, <laughs> the yeah. hype was well worth it. And um, correct me if I'm wrong. I mean, uh, Johan, Taylor and Sasha, we've all read the manga, right? So it's only threatening Ku who are anime only coming into this
3: uh yes i think so okay
4: yep
1: yeah. the problem though is uh i mean before like when the first trailer showed up i i mean i got like a massive spoiler mainly my fault so uh i kind of knew why well, I, I kind of knew like how the movie was gonna end but i didn't know anything else
2: i mean i don't think there was any way that was gonna stay under wraps throughout like all of this you know what i mean like that was like the worst kept spoiler ever
1: well the whole thing is like, you know, obviously when they first released like the, the, the trailer and everything, um they meant for the movie to release way sooner than it did, but you know, COVID. So then we got right. way, way later and then there's just more time for spoilers. So it's it's whatever. Happens, well, yes. I suppose.
3: But but even then, uh I guess in hindsight you could look at the signs, but there was I think two instances of them foreshadowing a death was gonna occur. Uh in the beginning of the movie when uh kagaya was like wandering through the graveyard and then i believe right before uh enmu was killed he mentions how like why is it that you know only the top level uh demons uh how come they're the only ones that could kill hashiras and uh like all the lower ones like stood no chance whatsoever so uh once i saw the and then once you see like asakira pop up on the screen which by the way he kind of just came out of nowhere uh, you kind of knew that something was going to happen, so
5: hmm
1: Definitely Wait, who popped up? What are you? Uh, oh, right the Akasa. number three. Akasa? Yeah, Kasa. Yeah,
5: gotcha I raised a question for you Is it like worthy of the first spot of all-time best-selling movies in Japan more than Spirited mm-hmm. Away?
2: <laughs> uh, I- I'm gonna say no. I like Spirited Away plot more
1: Thank you very much. I'm going to say, I never saw Spirit Away. Oh, <laughs> so...
4: oh man.
1: Same here. Well, I'm with Threadn.
4: You've got no bout in this fight, then. Um, yeah. Uh...
3: We're going to need a
1: new host. Um... <laughs> I'm the standing host, sir. I am the, what is it? The, right, the right. budget. The
4: budget host. We're going to need a wow. new, new
1: standing mm. host, I guess. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The backup to yes. the backup. Gotcha.
4: Gotcha. Um, I, I, I would tend to agree with that. I think there's definitely been other animated films in past that have done kind of. A better job across the board as a whole mm-hmm. um i don't know if partially i'm biased upon you know knowing what events were going to happen in this movie so like the biggest thing for me was getting everything seen brought to life you know talking mm-hmm. about that transition from manga to an animated work and especially for it to be done by such a well-renowned studio as uh ufo table um that was the biggest excitement for me, but I totally agree. Like from a story perspective and everything, like it was good, but it's not like you know tens across the board. Right. Okay. So I could definitely see you know things that could be fixed or tweaked there. Yeah.
2: I have a, I have a side question, really quick. Sorry, Srin. It. It'll be a short one. Okay. I've heard this. I've heard this said multiple times by in different ways by different people. Is it UFOtable? UFOtable? You, whatever you said. Josh? Yeah. I'm what, glad what you brought it up because I'm sure
4: I butchered it. <laughs> and so I'm sure it's probably ufotable
2: no idea i just
4: think of, just think of aliens because i think even they use like a <laughs> flying saucer as their mascot so i'm just like that's the first right.
1: time i've ever seen that actually i've never seen that like that like little like animation thing the where it's...
2: i know right yeah. i was like what is this i
1: was like well <laughs> it actually makes sense <laughs> Which it, sh- it should have been a, probably before
4: they're but... a group of mystery for yes. sure
1: but i mean i say Uf- yes Uf- i say ufotable but then there's you know v- videos we watch where we hear ufo table so <laughs> okay. it's, it's, it's right whatever uh, the very
6: well.
3: it does. I'll, hey. stick, I'll stick to UFO table. That sounds like cool, oh I my
1: think. god. Okay, nah, you nah, do you, nah, man. Nah. You do you. Hey, <laughs> I'm
3: not the one that came up with their logo, all right? You saw that logo too. Don't be telling me that you didn't think of UFO table when you first saw it. Sure, so. sure, sure. Ooh, not going to lie, me. I'm looking but,
4: at the Wikipedia right now and I'm looking at, like, the Japanese, like... Uh, pronunciation. pronunciation. Yeah, pronunciation. And it does seem like they do enunciate very hard on, like, the... Oh, my God, I'm going to butcher you. <laughs> Yufotaburu <yufo-te-baru laughs> yeah. is how I would have oh, to say it man. if I was giving it a... All right, that's the best one. I'll take that, Ladies and gentlemen, I apologize for my poor (laughs) Japanese enunciation.
2: Actually, that does sound right, because I remember I listened to, um, like, a radio show one time where um, Hane Natsuki, who plays Tanchiro's voice, Mm -hmm. he was talking about how after episode 19 came out he watched the whole fight scene at the end of the episode um screen by screen <laughs> like he'd pause and just look at it yeah. frame by frame and he when he was because he was talking about how much he loved ufotable's animation how amazing they are and that's exactly how he pronounced it just to know that i think about all right it.
4: here we go but- once i finally make it to the the land of the rising sun i know i got my enunciation unlocked.
3: lock <laughs> but uh-
1: but with, I mean, since we're bringing up oh, like you and everything, does anybody have any issues with the animation that they had? Yeah, that, I think that's the one thing.
4: Where <laughs> apart from if the hype wasn't worth it, if you couldn't come into this movie and appreciate the goddamn animation that they were throwing down, then again, we're we're taking you out back to that special showing <laughs> even further. You get the re- you get the IMAX experience of the the special special showing. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um. But uh, no, I I think you know. It definitely lived up to the hype. Um, I think from a arc standpoint, it definitely made sense to have this in the movie format. Um, Actually, you know, after the airing, me and Sasha were kind of talking about like what we had remembered directly from the manga and kind of if it was, you know, more so a a one on one adaptation or if there were things that they had added, you know, especially to the film. And um, I actually went back earlier today and it was pretty spot on one for one. For no. the I think sixteen chapters that this movie covered.
1: That was going to be one of my questions. If uh, was there anything that was added that was wasn't in the manga, or was there anything that was, uh, or I guess, or was there anything that was uh, missing from the manga?
2: No, I don't think yeah, so. We'll I see. didn't. I didn't go back and read it again, but I remember it being pretty much exact.
0: Spot on. Okay. okay. Mm-hmm. I'll be honest, I completely forgot about the whole part where everyone goes with their separate dreams. I remember Tanjiro's explicitly, but I didn't remember. You know... Ninosuke's or Zenith's? I was, I was on dying. One for one.
4: That was uh, one thing me and yep. Tasha were saying. We were just like, man, it feels like they kind of played it up to be overly com- comedic. Yeah. But then when mm-hmm. I went back and checked, I'm like, nah, that that's literally how it was.
2: <laughs> it's I funny, that guess- but- you guys said that, because Teya said the same thing, too. The girl I uh, that, that I went with. It's same thing. She's like, the one thing I forgot were those dream sequences of them. She's mm-hmm. like, I don't know how I could possibly forget it. It was so funny. And I heard yeah, other people, other groups talking about it, too.
3: Yeah, it's like, it's like it's when you throw, like, color, and you animate it, and you add, like, sound effects. It's like, you know, it, it's, it highlights it more, right? It enhances it. So, maybe,
0: maybe that's why you guys yeah. forgot. <laughs> now... An anonymous member from our group, we, we won't reveal their name so they can get stones thrown at their house, did say the CGI got a little bit jarring when it consumed the entire train. Any thoughts about that? Because, you know, CGI and anime don't have the greatest history. Let's just leave it at that for right now. But any thoughts about the CGI?
1: I mean, I just think CGI is really hard. It, it, its I think it's just very noticeable in animation or in just in anime in general. Mm-hmm. Um, or in an anime that's not just CGI like all all, all around. It just, it just sticks out. Uh, hmm. So, I, I, I'm not really sure what else they could have done in that situation, besides just like animate a bunch of tentacles. <laughs> yeah, yeah I I feel like... That... That... No, no, go uh, oh. ahead.
5: I was just going to say, like, I just like that they didn't use it in one of the characters. It was only on the background, you know, like around the main characters. That oh, was pretty... right.
1: I agree. Yeah.
0: I agree. I actually liked how the train was CGI. It made it feel almost like, I don't know, Resident Evil or a game where the background and looks very realistic, and then you got the animation um as the main focus so i like that aspect i think the tentacles did look a little bit ridiculous it reminded me of ivan ooze from the power rangers movie back in like 95 (laughs) so that part but it wasn't anything i would say like okay uh like terrible or just threw me off guard it's just preference wise i think stylistically i would have preferred to see that being animated as well but it made sense because the train was cgi so i think they wanted to layer on even more cgi with uh
4: I'm sure there's, you know, Mm -hmm. obviously animation and artistic reasons for for doing that. Um, Yeah. And again, you know, as we'll kind of get in further, they had to save the real, uh, real efforts and works for, for those fight scenes and all the animations of the different sword skills as, you know, Demon Slayer has become very well known for, from both, you know, the, uh, the regular anime season and and now this movie. Yeah. There's a lot of fights. The creme de la creme.
2: I think that for me, I've gotten kind of more used to seeing CGI and stuff. And I think that my brain has just kind of started to think, okay, we're going to see more of, like, we're going to start seeing more of this in the future as they try to, like, perfect it for anime. So Uh I try, I think that my brain forcefully just kind of shuts down any negative thoughts about that. Just because, like, I think we're going to be seeing more of it. So I'm trying to accept it. My bigger problem with it was really just, like, the overall concept design of when he merged with the train. I just Mm. didn't really find, I didn't... (laughs) I just think it looks stupid. <laughs> like, I don't know. There's really nothing... There's no more professional way to say it. That's just how I feel that it looked and, and felt.
1: So, since we're talking about the train just in general, uh, what were your guys' thoughts on Enmu as uh, the character itself, as the first villain we saw in this movie?
0: I I really liked Enmu's design. I like the whole hand being detachable. Um... And i'm not really a big fan of villain designs in general just because they all creep me out <laughs> but i also really like that ability i thought it was a unique ability to set people up into their dreams and then i love how he's like but then i like to display the that mess. really can't mess with the hair <laughs> and you're like dude this guy is sick but i like it i like his style i do the same thing yeah. so he's still a demon yep, i was a fan Yep.
4: Right. And, uh, I would agree with Sasha's kind of take on, on Enmu as well that, um, again, it's one of those things that, you know, as we talk about going from manga to um, now animation and having, you know, these artistic choices of things like voice actors for these characters. I think Enmu, um, while he wasn't the strongest character, per se, in terms of like his his design and his background and stuff, I think the voice actor fit to a T. Like, mm-hmm. if I had to imagine a voice for this individual, like, that matches it perfectly. And kind of just, you know, this hint of uh, sadism and just kind of this higher, more creepy voice that he just kind of encompasses. Like, that for me really sold the character and, and why I enjoyed him a lot in this movie. Right. Mm-hmm.
1: His, like, uh, kind of how Sasha said it earlier, like, uh, his, his whole kind of like technique... And it was uh, a lot more stealthy. Like he definitely wasn't, even though he was like one of the lower, the the was like one of the lower tier demons. he, oh, he had a lower I mean, he, moon. Yeah, he didn't really have like the strength, but he basically just had like the um, kind of like assassin techniques in a sense, where he just uh, had other ways of, of taking care of people, where he didn't actually have to do like brute brute force to actually take them yeah. all out. He uh, would. I don't know if he would just like rob others of, of their dreams, or or uh, I'm not quite sure how that. Worked because it, it obviously like the people he was able to kind of coerce. Um, they were um they were wanting dreams. Like, do they did he just like in a sense take them away or did or did he show them like that they can have better dreams?
4: It's more uh, so like a man. Go ahead, Ku.
3: I, I think his his power is just breaking people down from the inside uh, because he did kind of go into a somewhat deep monologue as to like. Oh yes, keep falling to a deeper, uh, like deeper sleep. It doesn't matter how strong you are on the outside. No one can truly defend like their their mental state in a sense. And then I think that's how he would uh, kill his victims in a sense.
1: Well, so oh, I meant like for like the kids that he base that he, the kids, and also like the the the, the uh, train conductor guy right? or the guy you know. Uh, uh, oh, how, did, how did he convince them Yi? yeah basically how did he convince them like did he just like show them the dreams wake them up and then just like say like this is what you could have probably because I, like in all honesty, if, if it feels me right I, I might take the deal
3: right because if reality <laughs> if if reality sucks for you and then you know like this, this is the guy that watches a lot of anime right and loves isekai animes uh but if you, if you really think about it right if reality sucks for you like that one kid who had tuberculosis mm-hmm. like wouldn't you rather live in like some kind of fantasy land where you can have a different life in a sense where it's more productive more fun more adventurous you know whatever so i think people who are in despair like say you lost your family or you're suffering from an illness uh, I, i can see why you would take that
1: deal so only for him though the other kids seemed like they were fine they just wanted the dreams Cause I mean,
4: um, well, they had I, similar I backgrounds. Things. They just didn't get like into much didn't detail get of okay, what yeah. their reason were. But definitely mm-hmm. the Ku's point, you know, uh, Enmu definitely plays on that weakness mm-hmm. of sorts mm-hmm. in in humans um, to you know build this false sense of kind of uh, nirvana or paradise that they're looking for. And then you know he obviously reels this back in again of, you know, him just being the absolute cruel demon under, you know, Muzin where he says, you know, after showing them this paradise, then he shows them like the worst hell. possible nightmare hell <laughs> yeah. so that he can, you know, see that dichotomy of just absolute fear and then kill them. So
0: yeah. he's
4: a, he's a fucked up guy for sure. <laughs>
0: um, I, I think it's pick yeah. your poison, right? I don't think those kids were going to survive either way. Like, oh, same. You're, you're, you're in the presence of this demon who's pretty high class. You, you know you're not getting out. So do you at least want some semblance of happiness before you die? Or do you want to be treated like those other people and just get tentacled to death? So <laughs> I, I think that was the big, you know. And then the, the train conductor even said, like, yo, let me just see my wife once more. Like, my dead wife. Let me just be happy with her, like, one last time. And we saw how Tanjiro, he was swept off his feet for the first, you know, however long that was in the dream. Where he was like, oh, yeah. So quick question for everybody here. We all like to idealize and pretend like, yeah, we do the right thing. Just like that, like ABC show. Like, what would you do if this man asked you for a dollar? And you're like, I probably run away. But <laughs> what do you guys think? In all honesty, I probably would have stayed stuck in there. And if I, even if someone like came up to me and was like, you have to cut it. You have to cut something. I'm like, man, I ain't cutting shit. <laughs> I'm, I'm staying here. I'm, I'm nice and comfortable. I want my family. And then, you know, I'd get that terrible experience afterwards but yeah i don't think i'd get to break that dream what about you guys
1: to be fair zenitsu didn't break it either (laughs) (laughs) yeah zenitsu was uh he 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 seemed very content to be where he was he was he was Uh, living his best life for sure even inosuke i uh like how did he how did he break out was it just basically tanjo called out to him and he just broke he just broke out do you guys remember like how how uh he discovered that
0: girl remember he chased the girl
6: Oh, yeah. right.
0: Okay. So but I think really she reached the barrier. Him chasing
4: her, like, that leading to him breaking out.
0: Okay, gotcha.
1: Mm.
4: Yeah, I was trying okay. to remember,
1: Yeah, that, but... that was the hint for
0: me. Like, he found her, and then remember, he basically, like, swallowed her, because he's like... Yeah. Yeah.
4: I personally feel like if anyone was going to break out apart from, you know, Rengoku, just because he's OP Hashira status and just has that survival of will, I would actually think Inosuke Same. makes the most sense, Same. just because of his, like, innate beast kind of... Uh, spirit or feelings. Right. Um, mm-hmm. But I totally agree with Sasha. Like, if it was me, there's no way in hell I'm ever making it out. And then Same. for for Tanjiro, obviously he's making it out through the, the power of Shonen. <laughs> yeah, that's <laughs> too. Yeah.
5: And Tanjiro was the only one that didn't fight the little kid inside him. He was like, oh shit, I gotta get out of here. But...
1: Dude. There's a kid here? Where's a kid? Tandro soul, <laughs> damn, that was uh, a <laughs> yeah. that was pretty awesome.
4: <laughs> I mean, to be fair, yeah. Tondro did have a uh, Nezuko as well, giving him that that solid headbutt. <laughs> oh yeah, but he basically he, yeah he was like yeah. basically Nezuko...
1: Yeah, that's true. <laughs> uh, it's um, but no, but yeah, Sasha, there's probably like no way because I think the only. Cause it seemed like everybody who basically just jumped into it, they just kind of just went with it. They just or they just thought like, oh, they must have had just like they must have been just having like a terrible dream or a bad dream, and they were kind of just going with it. I mean, it just it just seemed like uh, you know Tanjiro and uh, and Rengoku. Rengoku, it seemed like he didn't even really know what was happening, but it was just like survival instincts in a sense that she okay. mentioned that he was just like he just sensed something was wrong, and it just uh, it seemed like the same thing with Tandro and then and then you have like, like we we mentioned before Zenitsu's just you know d- d- doing his thing and then we have uh Inosuke basically just chasing I don't even remember why he was chasing her in his, uh... he, just,
0: he just found her, and he started chasing her. Okay. <laughs> so yeah. yeah, he's like, who are you, who are you heathen? And yeah. plus, she didn't look like a furry or whatever. Those was... yeah. mm-hmm. Oh, that's true. I he forgot everybody, I forgot yeah, everybody she was like... seems normal, like right? Cute, cute so, outfit out of and stuff uh, of the Tanuki yeah.
4: and, and rabbit on Nezuko. That's right. Um, okay. I
0: loved... Oh, Tanjiro's was, like, pure heaven? And yeah. then Rengoku, who's supposed to be, like, this pure-spirited, really nice Hashira. He's got, like, a burning oil field, basically. They're like, <laughs> oh, this is a very interesting... <laughs> yeah. It's baby." baby. Yeah. So,
4: so that's, that's a good point that you bring up, Sasha, then. um In terms of... Uh, I guess we'll start with threatening Ku, you know, yes. with uh the introduction to Rengoku and, and, you know, seeing his kind of dream world. Um, What were your takes on Rengoku, you know, seeing him here for... More in depth than just the the Hashira meeting that you get to see him at in the the first season of the anime.
1: Well, one, I was kind of actually hoping we got a little more, especially what happened in the end. Uh, I, w- I was actually just kind of like wanting a little bit more with him. I think that was like a big problem with the with the anime and me not having kind of like any kind of attention uh, a, a attachment with any of the Hashiras besides uh, maybe Gyu, just because Gyu is really the only one that we kind of go in depth with. And I think sh- uh, actually Shinobu as Shinobu. well. Yep. Yeah. Uh, like, those are the two, cause that was kind of, like, my one kind of gripe with the Hashiras. I remember uh, my sister asked me at the end of the season, oh, what do you think of the Hashiras? I was like, the fuck about them? I was like, we don't know anything about them. <laughs> and, uh, so that was kind of, like, uh, I, 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 so that's one thing I kind of wish we had a little bit more time with Rengoku. His backstory, though, where I'm guessing, like, uh, it's, 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 like, kind of, like, a, you know, almost like a typical Shonen, like, background, where it seems like one of the, one of the, like, the, uh, parental figures is, like, a douche, then you have, like, the one that's, uh. Or the, the mom in the sense where... I, I, I'm i assuming like the dad just kind of went like you know spiraling out of control when the, the, the mom died. I'm guessing that's kind of how that whole deal went. Am I right? You... I don't know if the manga kind of goes anything more with that. Do you guys know?
0: <laughs> I, can't, I can't really say. I don't want to say anything. Okay. To... Yeah. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Unnecessarily spoil? Yes, you want
1: to spoil it? Well, I, I just <laughs> thought the guy is dead. I mean, what what else is there to spoil? With I Ren mean, God if anything, through?
4: the least we can say is that there will be more involving Rengoku mm-hmm. and and his background. Oh so right, right. I get, forgot. Well, you will get you will get more there. Yeah, but, I forgot because um, like, the ending of the totally, movie. Totally, I yeah. totally agree. Do you do you share those same sentiments, Ku, in terms of you know only having these these two hours to kind of see this character be fleshed out? Were you, were mm-hmm. you feeling kind of the same of, you know, it was it was lacking and, and you wanted to see more
3: uh yeah it was definitely lacking um you know i I feel like there was a lot of lost potential with the death of this character um although he was probably the most transparent hashiras out of all of them even from like the the anime uh like the the series season one you can kind of tell what kind of person he was and what kind of like personality he had so uh you know like seeing his like you know like the the burning fields of fire right um uh show off what kind of personality he had. It didn't really surprise me as much. And then just the way that he acted throughout the whole movie. It I thought it was pretty funny, but it was also like very stereotypical. So uh um, one, yeah. one
5: thing about rengoku's mom, like when I saw her I was like, is this woman a demon? Because you know her red <laughs> eyes and her sharp face. She kind of looked like Mustan. And I went like holy shit But well, then she died and i went like right, I, can't I, had, I had here. some different thoughts it was, it was, <laughs> it was <laughs> another top
4: tier wife her top tier mom well, well apart from that when they first showed her her face and eyes i had the same thought because you know they have that that tint of red as you yeah. mentioned that's kind of mm-hmm. like oh okay maybe there's a layer deeper here that i wasn't remembering um uh, i guess final final thing for for Yuku. did you think you know at the beginning of the movie, with the uh, the introduction of Rengoku, did you think he was not going to make it out of that movie alive?
3: Um, I thought he was going to be fine until that uh, upper moon guy showed up. Okay, I knew somebody was going to die, and if anyone, <laughs> it was probably him, just because he was the one who actually went into combat. And then, if anything, I thought that uh, us, uh, what was his name again, us asaka akaza? oh akaza, akaza. yeah mm-hmm. I, I thought akaza would use like uh tanjiro as like a uh, as a as a bait to you know deal the finishing blow but it was just strictly one-on-one and you know since he's a demon and he can heal himself like there's no way uh renkoku would have won so i was kind of know... hoping for
5: plot armor to come in but i mean
3: <laughs> it you know that's that's expecting too much so you
5: know one thing that i loved about ren goku and i realized it at the end of the movie i was like holy shit, this was so planned. Like when Tanjiro was asking him, because Rengoku is kind of like the Jiraiya sensei for Tanjiro in the movie. It's like, oh, you're going to be my teacher. Blah, blah, blah. That was... and He's like, he was super chill. And Tanjiro asked him, well, my dad used to do these moves and I don't really know what's going on with the fire thingy. And he mm-hmm. goes like, maybe he had his own technique, you know? <laughs> and Tanjiro goes like, what? Why are you saying that's not possible? <laughs> and then at the end, he goes like, like uh, what posture nine or form nine, Rengoku? And I was like, what? Mm-hmm. So he's like, you have your own freaking thing? Or what's this?
1: I thought that was pretty cool. Like, that, he's yeah. pretty straightforward. That's one of the things I actually True thought was lost potential was uh, it could have been pos- like a possible mentor. Because uh, they, they also mentioned about how they're like the uh, just having a fire hashira is so, very rare. Or either rare or just hasn't been uh, or hasn't had like been a thing. Pro- I'm assuming since uh, Tanjiro's dad. I'm guessing he's probably like been the only other one or well, I, I don't know
4: so if... that that there's always been both a flame and a water hashira right. as like the two main pillars and then you have you know as the explanation like the five main pillars of hashira and then the other what three or four mm-hmm. that kind of like split off as a result to right. form the nine or eight
1: yeah so um, I th- so i thought that was a good chance that they could have had but then the like the end of the movie they kind of like wrap it up in a sense where you basically R- Ringoku just tells Tanjiro you know go uh go visit my family You know, you might learn more so I thought, like, oh, okay, well, I guess we could go this route too <laughs> if he has to he die. Like, I've never seen a should now
5: with a black sword, and Tanjiro goes like, "Okay."
1: Oh, that's right. Yeah, Thank we're you.
0: yeah. <laughs>
1: Apparently, they make it sound like a, having a black sword is a. Not the greatest thing to bad. have. <laughs> so apparently,
0: yeah, it's, uh, it's, it's like being in college and not deciding what your major is in your senior year, probably. So ah, yes, he's like, in yeah. generals. Good luck with that. <laughs>
1: yeah, they don't know just whether their classes they can
4: be worthy of investing their time into at that point. <laughs> right.
0: mm. Yeah, I gotta say, as a manga reader, I did not catch all the humor with Rengoku and his like tongue-in-cheek, very blunt style. I just kinda took him as this earnest, very straight to the point type of character. Mm -hmm. So it caught me off guard. And then like his eyes were a little bit distance apart than I initially remember. So I was like, yo, is everything okay with this guy? Like
4: as the said, good old Google Eyes or goggle eyes. eyes.
0: Yeah. Some shrooms, baby. (laughs) Some good shrooms. Mm. That part threw me off.
2: I know what you mean, Sasha, because when I read it, I felt the same way about him. He just seemed earnest. And then when I was watching the movie, um, I was like, wow, he's got serious All Might energy. Like, it's just kind of like. Yeah.
4: <laughs> yeah. Orf, I mean, they have like... yeah. so many times when they, you know, have Tanjiro or the other side characters. Like, it's much smaller versions. And then here's R- uh, Rengoku in, like, the forefront with, like, the All Might pose, as you said, yeah. Taylor. And they're just like, what the hell are you looking at, man? <laughs> and just doing his stare off into the distance, so. Perfect perfect comparison there.
2: Well, he keeps calling them, like, young Tanjiro, too. It was like, so cute. How can you not see the comparison? (laughs) I didn't get that from the manga at all.
4: (laughs) No, I I definitely agree. And and I think you get to see a little bit more of... I don't think aloof is is the right word to use. But, you know, immediately, apart from what we saw of him in in the first season of the anime, um, you know, he's introduced with uh, Tanjiro and Zenitsu, you know, moving through the the different uh, cable cars... Um, and the first things you just hear him say is, "umoy," like delicious, oh, and then oh, no. and he's just, you know, eating thing of thing of <laughs> these bento boxes, and again, I think it just paints a, a fantastic picture of Rengoku that I hadn't honestly remembered from what I experienced when reading the manga. Yeah. yeah.
2: Yep, the movie did right by him, for sure. Was anybody, like, surprised when Akaza came and he, like, what you were, I think you were saying it earlier, starting about how it was really kind of a one-on-one fight, was hmm. anybody else surprised that that really seemed to be his goal, to just bring Rengu- Goku over to the demon side? Because I don't think that that's something that was really a thing from, the, from this first season.
3: I still don't get why he, he showed up,
1: to be honest. Yeah, that was kind of a, it almost felt like he was, like, out of nowhere. Yeah. Yeah.
4: And I honestly, and I don't know, um, Johan, Taylor, Sasha, if you guys remember if they ever do explain why he showed up there. Because I honestly couldn't couldn't even remember. Well,
1: the, th- the the thing is, I remember, like, uh, uh, I was talking with Sasha about, or no, I think um, Sasha reached out to me first. He's like, he's like what, it's like, uh, he, I think you were asking me about the poster that they showed with that guy in it. And, 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 oh, he, yeah. and he's just like, dude, what the fuck are they doing with this poster? I, I was like, what do you mean? He's just like that's a huge fucking
4: spoiler. <laughs> so, oh, I didn't even know that. Yeah, yeah, yeah there was, was a uh, yeah.
1: It's it was another a thing I it was saw was one of the
0: like the thirty-second previews.
1: <laughs> oh, was it a preview? I thought it was. It, it was actually. I, I'm pretty sure it was just. It was a poster that like Crunchyroll posted oh. too with him mm-hmm. just Shame. right good in Good it. old Crunchyroll. Yeah, again, dude. Oh, like, yeah. I do, I do remember you I mentioned see that. It, yeah. yeah it like, I need yeah. to stop. Like, it basically, I, I should really just, oh, yeah. like, unfollow. Yeah,
4: there's a lot of promotional material that shows. Yeah. Like, uh, honestly, like, I mean, I probably so would have been up. just
1: completely shocked, like, just basically seeing this guy just jump in because the movie was already, like, fairly long with, uh, with, um, uh, uh what's the guy's name? Yeah, yeah. With, with Enmu. So it's just, like, it almost felt like, you know, it's kind of wrapping up there. But then, mm-hmm. if they would have all of a sudden dropped like in uh, you know, like one of the higher ranked demons, and not just like number five, but number three, or at least mm-hmm. the top, or do we know if I don't know if we know if he's number three, but he's like top tier three at least. I think he's um, number three. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's. He yeah. uh, it had yes. like King, three in his King, eyes. Yeah. 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 Okay. <laughs> so it, so then I th- I think uh, it would have just been a complete just all of a sudden like oh damn, and and I think with the uh, with basic, with number three coming in, I think that just kind of showed us just how much more work that, like, Tanjiro, you know, in this case, I need to have to do to get to that kind of level. Because even, like, Tanjiro mentioned it as well, where he's just like, damn, I just got through, like, a gigantic fucking wall, and now there's just a giant another wall in front of me that I have to break through to actually just catch up to these guys.
2: Mm. I thought that was a really powerful moment, because, like, I-, I feel like they really set it up in such a way and directed it in such a way that, like, the audience would feel that way as well like it just it does feel overwhelming and impossible like already from like season 1 i remember seeing what Tanjiro was doing and i was like holy shit this guy is like so powerful like he can do anything and then he's just like slapped on his ass so hard in this movie and i mean he's basically brought down by just some dude stabbing him in the in the stomach the you know screwdriver. What I mean? and hey, to uh, be fair
3: he had his guard down
2: no, no, I know. I'm not saying anything no. against Tanjiro. I'm just saying, like, um, you know, Rengoku literally had an entire arm through his stomach, and then he breathed and was able to Stuffed get himself under control arm. enough Perfect. to keep fighting.
1: Yeah. Well, even like, like, uh, even Inosuke was basically you know, paralyzed <laughs> in fear. And then normally, we don't see Inosuke do that. He normally mm-hmm. will just run in like a fool,
0: <laughs> but
1: uh, not this time.
0: Good man. Yeah. Good man.
2: But uh, so I think they did a really good job with the direction for that.
0: Gotcha. Um yeah. to, to answer your question uh-huh. this is my best guess is I think a lot of those top guys are kind of bored because they're so good and it's you know Enmu alluded to it saying they've been the top has been unchanged for like centuries Right. and so my speculation is this guy's main thing is he's out looking for a fight and so uh-huh. he probably sensed oh man Enmu's dead so he might have been the closest one in the region and been like alright let me just see who this challenger is and then that's probably why he's like Yo, Rengoku, become a demon, or let me consume you so I become even more powerful. So that was my whole thing—is just like his whole drive is just a good fight. Did, did I he mean, say... I, I, oh, I sorry. can kind of get that because of
3: how he was like conversating with uh, Rengoku, but then I, I kind of, I kind of hate it, but I love it at the same time because, uh, well, the reason why I hate it is because it kind of comes out of like left field. You don't really know why yep. he's there. You know, like it's very, yeah, you know, suspicious that when they finally derailed the train, right? No, here's this guy just standing there, right? Um, but then, uh, with how the end of the movie, I think it sets up your your hype for season two, as to uh, you know, hopefully you get the answers that you're looking for. So, uh, I'm, I'm I'm totally okay with it, but I do hope that they would explain it more in season two, or just later on in general, because uh, I feel like. That that inconsistency is it, it's it, it'll leave like a like a bad taste in your mouth in a sense. Yeah. It's Did, always going to be in the back hmm. of your mind.
1: Did he ever say like he actually wanted to consume Rengoku, though? I thought it was just he just wanted to basically fight him till for like every day or forever. Right, 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 forever. Right. Yeah. He just wants to ride Yeah, but it. Um,
4: it, it was that choice basically of like, hey, I thought it was you're just... gonna come over and you're gonna re- you know, in Akaza's words, recognize his true potential of being able mm-hmm. to live all these years and further kind of sharpen his skills or i'm just gonna you know murk you right here right now okay. and, and what does your life mean at that point right
5: okay and then yeah we, i think we that's most up. Demons... what's that sasha
0: no i was just saying that's how probably most of those demons work but go ahead Johannesburg.
5: I, I, I was just gonna say like and it shows you how like you know in a lot of shows like there's this really really big powerful force that can kill the demons like let's say the sun but suddenly, oh, you know, I'm from the top tier demons, so the sun doesn't do shit to me. But we see, like, when the sun was coming out, he was like, I gotta get out of here. The sun mm-hmm. will freaking kill me, even though he was number three. It's like, I'm out, I'm gonna go, let's go. You, the, you know, we get to see that the sun is a pretty big, you know, it's a real deal for them. The huge factor, the one yeah, thing they they still fear. Achilles heel, exactly.
6: <laughs> mm-hmm. Yep.
0: There's um Pixar, one of their rules of writing is coincidences that get your main character into trouble are good coincidences that get your main character out of trouble are just lazy writing so i like that aspect of demon slayer and that's one thing that i think puts it in the top tier realm of shonen is you don't get a lot of cheap escapes for either side i feel like it's justified rengoku died yeah he was cool but it was justified plus akaza almost died because like Johan just mentioned he was so afraid of witnessing the sun and getting burnt to a crisp. So, um, yeah, I, I just really like the writing in general with how it's not too convenient,
2: Dude, that... It That doesn't break its own rules. I hate it when things break their own rules.
1: <laughs> that was yep. that was by far like the most intense scene, though, because I actually had no idea what happened. I, I mean, I, I would I just assume just because going with the Shonen trope and it's a movie that number three is going to die right here and there. But it was just like during like that whole entire thing, like uh, where Rengoku was just kind of going past his limits, um, like holding this guy in place, and then, then even like you uh, know Inos- uh, Inosuke and Tanjiro broke out of their paralyzed fear in a sense, basically to jump in to help this guy. Like that, that, entire time, like I basically, I don't even know what I was gripping, but I just didn't move. <laughs> like it was, uh, it was more of like <laughs> you're just like yo, man, look go of my damn leg. You <laughs> it just was, hear a sudden scream around you, like yeah. what the fuck? Yeah, because it's because again, like I, I would not have expected that, that. Actually, the guy would have really gotten away, but at the same time, just with the animation, how they, how they, like how they directed in a sense, just like just how impactful the, like the entire like moment was. Of, like, what was going on, basically holding him in place, waiting for the sun, like, just so many things. I was like, dude, just kill this guy. Yeah.
2: No, so I, now I that it's be... been 24 are hours, you? sorry, Justin, but now that it's been 24 hours, are you a little bit less angry that he got away? Like, kind of. Hell no. Hell
1: no. I'm so, full, so pissed. <laughs> like, I think that also part of, like, ruined, like, the emotion for me because, uh, you know, with Tandro, like, I mean, not, not taking anything away about Tandro, basically just calling this guy like a bitch, basically, and Ooh. just going off, which I thought was awesome. But uh, I just I was just, like, raging with Tanjiro, too, like, that entire time. I was like, you yeah, kill him.
4: <laughs> no, dude, honestly, I, that was probably the most uh, moving part for me, is, is seeing, you know, that, that pent-up um, kind of aggression and, and just anger towards Ikaza for, you know, obviously the things he did and, and for him to, you know, spout all these great things of being a demon and everything, and then here he is, you know, turning tail and running because of that that fear of the sun and you know having these these weaknesses but uh again i'm I'm really glad, sasha that you brought up that that point about you know the pixar writing and you know not stepping into these um kind of pitfalls of quote-unquote lazy writing because i think you know look at a series like uh my hero academia with their two movies now you know i know with those movies they're not as directly focused on you know being canon directly as the demon slayer movie was but I would say, you know, from, from both those movies, and more so the second movie, um, they definitely kind of get themselves involved in, like, BS, like, oh, yeah. <laughs> power draws that happen, especially if you've watched the second movie and, and kind of what mm-hmm. happens at the end mm-hmm. there. So, um, it's just again, kudos just to Demon Slayer. <laughs> exactly, exactly. <laughs> where, I, where I think Demon Slayer really encompasses the the perfect balance, or the mm-hmm. best balance, you know, that, that you can see in in shonen series so
1: yeah I, like, i'm not denying anything like I, I mean i thought like the whole that whole like everything that happened with like your know, tanjiro freaking out even like the the third guy like running away i thought every, i thought it was everything was really well done but i still just it, it still it like, felt Tan- so satisfying to watch that man die.
5: <laughs> i would just ask tanjiro, tanjiro do you think swords are cheap to
1: make please yeah. just <laughs> stop stop it man. last number two yeah
5: yeah and then i was just pissed like if senitsu was there he's fast enough you know he could have been like hey, yeah you know for a
1: little bit. Well, do we know figure? if he's fast enough because it seemed like uh, everybody oh, like he's we're... lightning. He's,
4: he's lightning, lightning
1: incarnate. But you guys you, go, you guys
2: are forgetting that Zenitsu was awake by that time so he would have been too scared to go.
4: That's true. He's just huddling with Nezuko trying to hide from the yeah, sun. He was sleeping out. <laughs> yeah. I I he did didn't didn't sleep whole it, was in the time, wasn't he? I, I, oh,
3: I think yeah. I, I think Zanetsu was still like asleep the whole time because yeah, they, they did show him like yeah. crushed under underneath the uh the train, but he was like hugging. Oh was he, he
4: still he asleep? Was, he was holding so, that. Yeah, yeah oh, and that's going okay.
3: some some I other random that. rod like <laughs> on the other side. So I was like, Oh man, this guy. Wow no, dude,
4: that's even just the greatest part, too. Like, I, I know how much slack, like, Zenitzvig gets, but he just plays, like, the role that he's given so perfectly. And, you know, yeah. even with the dream, when the, the one kid that happens to be, you know, infiltrating <laughs> is a dude, and he just, you know, comes in, Edward Scissorhands hands Oh, like, yeah. Yo, man, who, who the fuck is this guy in my harem of girls? Like, there's no guys allowed. Like, I'm going to take you out. And I'm just like, damn, man, that'd be in stitches.
1: God. So. Yo, we were dying. That, that, was really that was the ba- That was my, the, my favorite part. Um, I, I kinda get like like how like the subtitles went. It almost made it sound like Zenitsu knew he was dreaming, but he like didn't want to leave. Like he knew this was like the setup. It was only him and Nezuko, nobody else was allowed. <laughs> you just wanted to stay there.
3: <laughs> like if I had to be anyone, I would I would probably be Zenitsu in this situation. Right? <laughs> like if you could categorize yourself as one of these people that found two dreams and would you want to wake up? I would say no because I would be like Zenitsu. So uh... most definitely.
1: By far, that. by far i thought the most um kind of like emotional scene for me was actually tanjiro's dream um not like kind of like initially when he first kind of when he was first in there but then uh the main part when he was leaving he basically said like this is where he would like to be but he can't be here and he's basically mm-hmm. like, starting to like to like run away that when his like little his like little brother just you know just runs after it falls in the snow i thought like we didn't need that but whatever um but I, like before that though like I thought that whole kind of scene was just kind of like really impactful where you know Tanjo wasn't gonna look back basically like that was the part that actually got me in the new tearing up
2: or even the part later on too, like where he referenced that like when um when emmu kept on putting like throwing him into the dream he kept committing suicide oh, that too. Yep. And then, and then he, and then Emu changed tactics and tried to like give him that dream or that nightmare, I suppose, where his family like turned on him, and he wakes up and he's like, "Bitch, that's not my family. They would never <laughs> yeah. see that." I was like, mm-hmm. "Oh my god, yes, oh, thank you. <laughs> you."
1: Yeah, yeah, like that um, whole that whole that whole thing was, was just really badass. Just like the whole thing where you know he found out he could just get out by just committing seppuku, and he just kept doing it over and over and over again. Like it was uh, very impactful.
5: Damn.
1: Yeah, No nah, man, that was intense. I she she was too,
5: mean, too. like, chill, 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 chill. You're, out. you're you know you're awake. You're awake. Yeah. <laughs>
3: Don't kill yeah, but then to give uh, like Enmu some credit though, he did almost get Tanjiro because he yeah. like he pretended to put him to sleep mm-hmm. so like Tanjiro would kill himself. But luckily, uh, Inosuke was there to help him.
2: So yeah, yeah. I thought that whole scene, yeah. that entire like sequence of events right there, that was my favorite part of the movie. I just thought it was so well done and yeah, it's very no, creepy I... that he almost got Tanjiro. Like I thought it was like <laughs> creepy and oh.
4: Uh I think I I love the part, too, with Inosuke and just, you know, with Enmu's abilities, he couldn't tell, you know, where Inosuke's eyes were because of, you know, the boar mass. mass. It's it's one of these things, you know, that I'm sure for for many of us, when we first got introduced to him, we're just like, yo, what the fuck is this guy's deal? And, you know, I know he's in the background (laughs) of, like, he was raised by boars because his family, like, abandoned him. Uh... But this even more, it's just, you know, well done writing. It's such a small thing, but it really goes to show that, to the author's credit, like, how they're really tying things together of like you know okay this is how you know they get past this situation or this is how this is going to kind of happen so
1: he, he even showed it's, like it's good stuff he even showed kind of a you know, like even Inosuke's character as well where uh Inosuke immediately thought like oh this is like the boar god's head or something like that he's too scared to look at me and Tandro immediately is like oh man he can't tell where he's looking i was like like
0: they, he already gets it <laughs> so... physical plot armor <laughs> yeah because yeah. it's like Inosuke had the moment go ahead thread. sorry
1: no uh, no go go, ahead. go for it.
0: I was gonna say, I, I thought he had the moment of the movie when he's like, I told you guys it was the train. <laughs> I
3: knew it oh, yeah. I was right all this time. Yeah. It's, it's evil. Like, fuck, man. Yep. Guys you guys speaking facts. Can't yeah. deny that. Yeah. No. Oh, yeah. have you guys ever played uh Final Fantasy VI by chance?
2: Uh I played parts and I'm really familiar I've with played it, it, but, it, but it's,
3: yeah. I yeah. watched yeah. right, well, so, do, do you guys know the meme of like uh, like one of the characters, uh, Sabin, he suplexes the the Phantom Train.
6: Oh, what the <laughs>
3: fuck! Yeah, that's you know what I mean. Yeah. So in Final Fantasy VI, uh, you you hop on this train and then you you're like you're you're gonna fight the train, right? And then uh, the guy has a move called the suplex, and he like the animation is he does an actual suplex to the to the train so when they mentioned that like hey i found like the weakness it's at the head of the train like i just had to flashback to that meme and i was praying to god that inosuke would somehow like do some kind of move similar to that where he would like suplex the train
4: it completely uh, derails it that would have been a lot right. better than what what actually happens yeah, this that's what I was sure. hoping. It's <laughs> it kind of an old meme. So
5: when Inosuke goes like, "Oh, here's the,
4: you know, here's the weak
5: spot and everything," I immediately went like, "Is this a, is this a Titan train or something?" Because I went like, "Okay, Go they got the the bones there is like, mm, all right." And then the Honestly, that,
4: that yeah, I'm glad you brought that up because that was something that I didn't remember it being. I guess, like, not obvious, but I was almost, like, when I read the manga, thinking that it was somewhere different on the train. I didn't expect it to be, you know, kind of at the very front of the train and kind of, like, with the neck and head. I thought it would be a little bit more mysterious as to where Emu's body was. Mm-hmm. But it still, still worked out. So. <laughs> yeah. But you know Yeah, it's it's easy to do that there. I mean, you know me, I like to make things as convoluted as possible. <laughs> and that's why I'm not a you know manga writer.
1: <laughs> mm. but, but Inosuke played a huge part in this movie. It, I mean I already liked the guy, but I liked him so much more after this movie. Oh,
3: really? yeah, I've always I mean,
1: thought of him because it's kind of annoying. Really? Dude, how? Yeah. Like I, like people also think like Zenitsu is annoying and I I've loved him from the beginning and as well. And he is. But... Yeah, whatever.
2: I've always uh, felt that Zenitsu and Inosuke were pretty, like, I never really found them that funny, to be honest. I I mean, they had a couple moments like during the training arc from the first season when Zenitsu was tra- I can't I can't remember exactly what happened but like basically when he was training with that one girl and like he had to dump something on her or something do you know what I'm talking about throw the tea yeah, in
6: their yeah, face yeah
1: like, that the was tea on each other.
2: Fucking hilarious I was in stitches that entire time I thought that was really mm-hmm. funny but in general Zenitsu I don't really think is that funny I think it, they're both really repetitive with their personalities but I think this movie set it up for like you know Sketa. you saw a deeper side to him there is more to him than just just hot-headedness mm-hmm. and i think they, he really did it
4: <clears throat> they serve their role very well as supporting characters to to mm-hmm. tanjiro so yeah
5: yeah for and, sure uh, i i feel like you can see inosuke because before the movie i went like yeah inosuke is you know strong and everything but he's a bit loud he's a bit you know like astai almost but then mm-hmm. after the movie it was like Damn, you know, you're growing as a character. I like that. Now we respect yeah. you
4: more. No, I, I I had a lot of respect for him when he was uh trying to uh rally, you know, Tanjiro from from not kind of just fully breaking down at Orangoku's death. Oh yeah. Um and, and then, you know, he himself breaking is trying down. to keep as manly as possible and he just <laughs> is breaking down and, you know, the tears are coming through the mask and everything, so Nah, he's, 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 he's a good guy, you know, as we know, you know. He's, <laughs> he's pompous, he's annoying at times, but he, he means well at the end of the day, and he's really just trying to, to rally everybody in the darkest of times.
1: It seems like it's more and more as well, like he's Gosh, becoming man. more of a team player.
4: No, for oh, sure. Yeah. I mean, yeah. yeah, when we first got introduced, like, he wanted nothing to do with, you know, demon slaying and, and all them, so. Thought he was the best. He thought himself what? as, like,
1: the best, like, in the lead of everything, all that. Now that you're talking about you know, the
5: crying. How you put or you Ufotable, potable Those the tears, like you know, those very thick tears oh, yeah. to the eyes. I was like that's mm-hmm. really
4: cool. That's so mm-hmm. cool.
2: I totally agree. I really like it too. It,
4: yeah, it definitely stood out for me as well, and it was something that when I did go back to the manga, like it is exactly like 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 that in the drawings. Like the tears are much more I don't know what word I would use, but they are exactly like that, as you said, Johan, mm-hmm. and it's something that, you know, you don't always see. And it just gives it that unique touch to it, which I think probably was another addition to why people like this movie so much is it just has so much going for it from all the different elements of, you know, design, art, all that.
2: The art really is just so beautiful. Like, I don't know, like I have a kind of an obsession with line art and different types of line art in, In anime and manga, and, like, Demon Slayer 100% has my favorite, like, style of line art. Like, the chunky lines outside of the characters and everything. Like, I just, I think the author just has a really cool, unique style. Like, I can't wait to see more of her stuff and see what she, like, if she kind of has that style consistently throughout other works that she'll do. Or, um, if she'll change it up. But, yeah.
5: We finally get a demon that doesn't cry when he's dying, you know? This is the first guy, yeah. Yeah, it's like the spider boy they freaking house lower moon that wasn't a moon anymore. Mm-hmm. All of them, like at the very end, is like, oh boy, and they cry. But this is a hardcore badass demon. He didn't cry. He was pissed that he died. Yeah, he was crawling
1: to the end. This is the first demon I I think I, that I can actually remember where I like you, you really didn't feel really any kind of sympathy for the demon at all. Like mm-hmm. you were just you know wanting this guy to just die and then that was it. Um, I don't. Has there been another one or I I think like every single. Um, demon that's like kind of like you know, that's died that or at least Tanjiro's killed like they've had they've showed some sh- they've shown some sort of like humanity at emotion, like at, yeah. at the end mm-hmm. but this one uh, there was none of that m- maybe I don't know about you remember the
5: twins that they were three demons that weren't lower moons or anything the ones that go like yeah with
4: oh the that grinded teeth? their teeth and stuff yeah I don't
5: know if they cried but other than that most of them they cry.
4: Yeah.
3: Well, I think I think to be fair, if I remember correctly, whenever Tanjiro would kill a demon, it's usually he would like show sympathy at the end, right? Yeah. Uh, but for this, but for this kill, uh, he was actually uh, like Enmu was actually killed when Tanjiro was like full of rage. So maybe that's why he wasn't crying at the end because mm-hmm. like Tanjiro didn't like show that that sympathy towards him as he was uh, like slaying him. So
4: mm-hmm. right, that's uh, so Yeah. 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 I can roll
1: with that. Let me see. Um,
3: but Okay, but then was there anything that you guys hated about the movie? Because, like, I think the only thing that bothered me in the movie was the fact that Tanjiro threw his sword as, as uh, Azaka <laughs> as he ran away. Like, well, I was just, just, like, dumbfounded. Well,
1: during that scene, like, what kept happening, I kept thinking, like, because okay, they, they kept mentioning the sun, so I, I kept thinking, like, okay, well... Uh, Zenitsu, uh sorry, not Zenitsu. Uh, Inosuke and Tanjiro, like obviously they can't match up with uh, uh, Azaka, Azaka. I keep Akaza, one of those. Akaza. Akaza, yeah. uh, where they can't match up with them. So I kept thinking, like, okay, they're gonna cut some stuff down to basically just open up some light, basically get the sun, you know, get to them quicker. So when I, when I thought he, yeah, so when I thought he like he uh, showed some of the fire when he was throwing the sword, for some reason in my mind for like the Shonen world, I thought like all those trees were just gonna be cut down. And the sun was just going to hit this guy. I don't know. I, I had just crazy things going on in my mind thinking, like, what was going to happen. And instead, mm. like, when I saw, like, the just the sword pierce him in the chest, I was like, why? I was like, well, who's a part of this? <laughs> I kept thinking, like, something... That's what like, I'm saying, bro. Yeah. I was yeah. like... But it shows just, like, how frustrated Tanjiro was. Like, just how pissed off this guy was of this guy running away. Yeah. So... So, like, it's, it's understandable, They but right when he says, you know, like, where he's just, just going off, like, you know, why are you running? Why? Like, basically just, like, why are you a bitch? And then he's just like, and then... I, I Then I thought, like, okay, he's just gonna, you know, course him to basically run back into him, and then he's just gonna, like, die in the sun or something, which didn't happen either. So I thought, son of a bitch, yeah. this guy's actually gonna get away.
4: No, I, I definitely agree with that. I think, if anything, though, like, if they did somehow, you know, eliminate uh, Akaza at that moment, it, it definitely would have weakened kind of the heaviness of, you know, the the fight between him and, and Rengoku and everything, and yeah, you know, yeah. ultimately leading to Rengoku's death. And I think if anything, you know, now that's kind of setting up for, for you guys, you know, as anime viewers, that, okay, you know, there's there's some beef that's going to need to be settled at some point. I don't know how we're going to get here, but, yeah. you know, as we saw with Tanjiro's ultimate frustrations, he's he's on his list. there's you know some stuff to go down so it'll be interesting to see i
2: actually feel the opposite of you guys i loved everything (laughs) about how that scene was done like i just thought it was i just liked everything about it i mean even if even though i was also frustrated and also just wanted that guy to die like i still liked the way that it went but i also like it I like the challenges that characters go through. I like it when it takes a more darker, more realistic edge-on things. So. I, feel,
1: I feel like you would have been a little different if you didn't already read the manga, though. I'm pretty oh sure.
2: i back on that all the time, friend. <laughs> that is not true. You would have the same, the
6: same, same frustration. frustration. This it's is right why we have our, our next
4: <laughs> podcast special of the benefits of manga versus <laughs> anime.
3: No, because if you really think about it, right, why the hell, as a swordman, would you throw away your only sword? What not are you going to do now?
2: You, know, you always getting. What, what are you going
3: to do now? that shows that uh, he was desperate if, okay you know? if you yeah. remember i
4: mean to ku's point like they do drill pretty hard you know the importance of the sword to you know the demon slayers <laughs> and nowadays, this is his third <laughs> an extension of their body and basically you know not their everything at the end of the day but it, it does have you know this heavy attachment so i can definitely agree with it there i think if i you know had to you know think of a logical reason it was at that point that you know Conjuro was just absolutely spent. And yeah. he was, you know, trying to muster everything he could with all the injuries that he had to chase after Akaza. And at that moment, that was the only thing yeah. he could do is literally just throw his sword, you know, with the, the flame breath in that moment to just try and deal some sort of damage. Yeah. I mean, think no, about, no, I, totally, I, like... I totally agree with you. It's like, man.
1: No. <laughs>
3: no. It
6: don't make no, sense. No, you, your
4: lifeline, bro. Like that. That's where everything comes from. It's like, this ain't a fist fighting, you know, Shonen. It's like, this is, you know, sword Shit fighting. Shit
1: don't so. make sense, bro. <laughs> it just doesn't
4: <laughs> make sense. But so, I, I get both sides.
1: But I also feel like, you know, with everything kind of happening, where even when Tanjiro was back, was backing up Rengoku, basically saying, no, he won this fight. And he basically was talking about how, like, not one person like of the 200 people died on the train, Like he was able to successfully save everybody. Um, this is when, like, this is, like, when the, the entire train is constantly being under attack, too, by tentacles. And it just right. kind of shows, like, this guy was basically just going all over the place constantly. <laughs> uh, basically just making sure, yeah. that nobody died. So I, so, I thought that was also, like, a really good win by Rengoku as well. That was just, uh, and then, of course, then t- topped off with, like, the, just the vision of his mom. Uh, yeah. at, at, like, at the end, which I thought was actually really good as well. His demon mom. Yeah, mm-hmm. Yes. Sure.
4: Yeah. <laughs> we'll um, I think for me, if I had to say my least favorite part of the movie um it would probably be and i don't know why because i think this is kind of a staple of the series but i i wasn't the biggest fan of the comedy that they kind of inserted or <laughs> and or as, as much as as much yep. comedy as they did like it definitely mm-hmm. fits you know for, for the dream of inosuke and zanitsu. but uh-huh. i don't know for a movie that has like so much kind of emotion in this you know kind of focus on you know really hitting that wall as Tanjiro mentioned I I couldn't help but feel that it sometimes did detract from it um Mm -hmm. a better scene I guess I would mention is like um when Tanjiro and and everybody gets thrown off the train and Tanjiro's you know worried about what happened to the conductor if he was you know alive yeah and 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 Inosuke you know is like who gives a fuck about this guy he's like you know like he he's whatever and he mentions like specifically like oh I'm gonna go and like pull out all his hairs even if he is alive and I get it's fitting to a nosky, but at the end of the day, it's just like, I don't know. I feel like it's just forcing comedy. For no, there, I, for feel the like, way, I feel way, like I feel like that's don't... what
3: makes Demon Slayer Demon Slayer, right? Like it's part of its DNA. It's if you didn't have like, if you didn't have that that humor that just pops out of nowhere, uh, it, it wouldn't make Demon Slayer like as unique. I think.
2: See, so. it's actually kind. That's really Very fair. It's really interesting that you guys mentioned that because, like, Justin, I completely agree with you, <clears throat> especially with the dream sequences. I thought they were okay. Um, I... I I for me they felt jarringly different like from the rest of the film and I don't really think they contributed much and I didn't really think I they mean, were they're
4: there for it. the fan service, right? Like that, yeah, that exactly. is what it's for. Like. Yeah. Um,
2: but that scene that you mentioned where you know Ske was talking about the conductor, I that was actually the one scene where I did like it because I was like that that actually feels like it co- like it does contribute to his character, you know what I mean? Like he'll do what is asking because he's loyal to Tanjiro, his minion. <laughs> um but yeah, like very true, I love that part. But, but like um so he'll do it he knows it's the right thing to do but if tanjiro wasn't there he might just let that guy die and i kind of like he would that about him you know what I mean? <laughs> especially because i don't know i agree Fair. with him so.
1: <laughs> the, 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 i actually have the complete opposite kind of of like the my thoughts during that i actually thought like when tanjiro was like oh i gotta save him blah, or he basically or, or he's like or even when Tanjiro's like if I die he's a murderer. I'm thinking oh my god like I thought that was a little it was coming very strong and it was very Tanjiro I also you know we just got done watching Doctor Stone I immediately felt like nobody can die and and so I don't know if it was just PTSD from the second season or what but that was actually the part that bothered me the Inosuke the, the Inosuke part actually didn't bother me at all I also liked the Demon Slayer comedy there was a, I think I, I can't remember what uh what point in the the movie Where I actually, where I thought the comedy was just, it was poorly misplaced. But it only happened like once. Um, I I love all the dreams. I thought, uh, I thought they were all just really, uh, really hilarious for the two. And then I thought, then just you know everything about Tanjiro's dream was very emotional, including the. His little, this little spirit sprites that were leading the guy to his soul because that's he's what they so wanted.
2: Oh my god, he's yeah, so that cute. Was, that, was like, that was more
4: like a cute moment there. Yes. Where like, I was like, okay, mm-hmm. I like that.
1: Like, that hit me too, because I, I was like, damn, man, <laughs> this guy's too pure. Oh, I love him. <clears throat> but, yeah. For no. me,
5: I think that I didn't really dislike anything about the movie. I was, like, triggered by Tanjiro during his story. It's like, oh, man, you're gonna get in <laughs> trouble. But then uh, I wanted a little more Nezuko action almost, you know? Because I'm she felt like a, that. almost like a secondary character. And it's like, it's Nezuko. Half of the people there are there for Nezuko, including sometimes oh me. Because I've seen some fan art of Nesuko as a waifu. Anyway, it's like, okay. you know, it's like she, you know, she used the blood demon art, I guess, for the for the
1: ropes and everything, but it's like...
5: You know, give her some more fighting, demon, demon, shit.
1: You know, yeah, especially like how much they kind of hyped her up with uh on episode nineteen, where um where mm. she has like this you know these crazy abilities. So I kept thinking like, oh damn, maybe we'll see more of that. But then again, this arc was uh you know mostly about like Tanjiro. and <laughs> I don't want to say even Inosuke in a sense because there was a lot of Inosuke. Mm. Mm.
2: No, but I would, so every character she'll have her time
1: are. i'm sure yeah
4: i would have to agree with with, with johan though because there were definitely a, a few people in our in our showing where anytime you know nezuko flashed up on the screen you'd hear the little the little squeals and and all what? these things and it was, you know it, it was admittedly pretty cute um so i i can agree with that in terms of if i had to look at the balance of everybody in the entire movie nezuko definitely had probably the least amount of of screen time yeah mm-hmm. where uh i think you know with her skills and her just being a a cute badass definitely warrants a, a little bit more but yeah. um
1: because they need to yeah. a lot of like very little too mm-hmm. besides comedy relief basically yeah yeah
4: for for both for both them that yeah. was what got the most laughs right. for sure in the, in the <laughs> showing, at least from our crowd uh did
1: you not um, like it was there something you didn't like justin
4: oh i said it from the comedy so just like Okay, is, sorry. There's sorry. too much drove from gotcha. it. Um, The only other thing that was more of a critique of not seeing it in IMAX, and you guys will have to tell me if it was different for you, but um, the impact of like certain scenes and sound quality was definitely lacking. Oh, ours was in an showing. Oh, really? I imagine, Yeah, I imagine. <laughs> yeah imax that would not be the case like everything probably yeah. had like a lot of weight and, and bass and punch behind yeah. it yeah
2: oh, <laughs> oh, IMAX doing was and not good like our really? sound was
4: oh terrible. really it cool.
2: was real bad oh yeah. damn
4: no, i think is, it was
2: really where we were placed in the theater because everybody else had already bought seats that went like all the way up through the middle you know what i mean okay. so we were like on the side by like one of the far aisles and we were in the back So for an Uh, IMAX viewing, that's not a great place to be. uh, But even still, the sound was bad. (laughs) I think There were were only
4: a few scenes in the movie of either, like, sword effects or, like, one of Edmu's just, like, blood-curdling laughs were, like, the impact of sound quality. Yeah, the scream, like, really did, like, resonate. Uh Um, But for a lot of other stuff with either, like, um, some of, like, the, the soundtracks or just some other things, like, I was telling Sasha, like, man, I... I needed them to turn them damn speakers up like yeah. somebody, somebody's you know asleep at the wheel back yeah. there. Like you know if I if I was watching this at home with my little mini sound bar, I think I would have gotten more you <laughs> know right? impact yeah. to it. So. The, uh, the
1: when when uh, when Enmu did like that scream thing, like it, it mm-hmm. sounded so creepy. It because it basically was like it started from here, it went all around our head. Like it was just like yeah, what the can fuck? You could definitely it. trace yeah. it around you. Yeah, yeah it, it sure. basically yeah. sounded like huh. somebody was screaming
4: in the theater.
2: I see this again next weekend i want to go see it in a better spot
4: <laughs> no that's that's me uh, like now you know hearing your guys is of like the imax just not having any issues there like, yeah uh, i definitely want to experience because that seems to be you know obviously the the pinnacle way to oh, yeah. experience a, a film such as this audio
1: is intense especially i mean especially with like either like the sound effects like you mentioned and then of course like the music just spot on even like like uh, there was a few songs that were it definitely sounded different from like the first season, but it, I thought it fit really well. I can't really mm-hmm. describe like what it was. It kind of reminded me of like kind of like, weird techno-y sounding stuff, technoey rock, mm-hmm. but it worked <laughs> for there a actually, few scenes.
2: There was actually some music in the in the movie that made me think that maybe one of the sound directors from like Noragami was in it because there was some. Yeah, track- I got that. I got those skills too. <laughs> so much yeah. of Noragami, I was like, what is this? <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah,
4: but
1: um. So, uh, but the, the part that I, I guess that I, I disliked was this just the CGI tentacles um because if you listen to our main podcast I usually have some issues with the uh, CGI but I'm, but I'm becoming more uh, okay with it but it was but at the same time like I, I I get it that it's you know how else are you really gonna do like the tentacles there's really not much more you can give to the tentacles um, so I understand that and of course just like my personal kind of thing was you know number three getting away. That, that, mm-hmm. but that, that it's not mm-hmm. even like it was a bad scene it was just more of like oh god frustration. I, yeah <laughs> frustration and having to wait <laughs> so, for the resolution so, but
2: did anybody have like a favorite scene that you wanted to highlight your favorite part of the movie like the thing that just like whenever you think back on this movie you'll be like oh that part was so awesome or so cool or so emotional
1: mm-hmm. uh johan you might go for yours first the part that i love absolutely the
5: most and I, I like i was next to peter and i almost grabbed peter's leg like oh. <laughs> it was like the first the very first attack that the goku does it's like the screen goes black and then fi- like a little fire like a little fire silk and then fire 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 and then they be- yeah. that becomes a line and then he mm-hmm. slashes i went like holy sh- the production value in this thing, you know, it's, it's like that's one slash, and you're gonna
1: do that with one
5: slash. It,
1: it's like okay. it's like you photo, just kind of like you know, just like uh, roll up their sleeves, like, all right, let's just show yeah. these guys what we can do. <laughs> yeah, like, okay, boys, this is
5: Rengoku, and I was like, ooh, right, ooh. uh, Justin, how about you?
4: Um, it's all, it would definitely be uh, one of Rengoku's. Scenes. I mm-hmm. think, you know, obviously a lot of love and attention was directly focused on him and his abilities. Um, I think if I had to say specifically one, it would be the very end of the confrontation between him and Akaza when he is just, you know, holding on to him, like with just the grip and, you know, spirit of will to yeah. break, you know, this this demon's absurd strength and keep him locked in that place. And, you know, mm-hmm. unfortunately, the, the demon, you know, won out at the end of the day. But, man, you figure, like, he's just hardening, like, his blood vessels and stuff, like, in his stomach to keep this guy locked in with, like, you know, another arm, like, punched through his right abdomen and all these, you know, kind of critical injuries where he's just like, nah, man, like, you wanted to tango with me? Like, we're going to tango, and I'm going to, you know, get rid of you.
6: Yeah.
4: (laughs) So, yeah, that was probably the the hype for me from the film. film.
3: Cool. Oh, so... Uh, my most favorite moment—I don't think I have a hype <laughs> moment—but my most favorite moment from the film was when uh, they're showcasing the uh, demon that snuck into Zenitsu's dream and was trying to, you know, like kill his spiritual core. And it, like it's pure darkness. It kind of <laughs> reflects as to uh, like Zenitsu's ability in a sense, right? He's lightning, so I'm I'm expecting that the reason why it's like pitch black. Is because then it's you like is just like speeding around with lightning, but then it turns out that he's actually this like super creepy guy that only allows Nezuko or other girls in his, in <laughs> his like in his like heart, I guess. So <laughs> he was trying to chase the dude out, and then the animation that they did with the guy, and like you know, with his like personality and the way he was talking, and just the way that they animated him like chasing the other guy around with the giant scissors. It gave me flashbacks of this game called clock tower where like you know there was this like uh, villain that was holding these giant scissors constantly chasing after you mm-hmm. and like the fact that he was just chasing around with that and like how creepy it was and like how scared it was in a sense uh like i just thought that was like super hilarious and that was definitely <laughs> the most highlighted moment of the film
1: for me like i just can't stop thinking about that moment
4: so super hilarious. Definitely
1: stands out for sure. Yeah, yeah for me, yeah, like that basically for a comedy moment that was by far my favorite. The second one was when uh when Tandra, you know, uh yells out to Inosuke and basically says, The train's alive, kill the train. And just kinda like that moment of kind of like silence and all of a sudden click connection in the guy uh, in Inosuke's head where it's like, I knew it. Where we, we mentioned it earlier mm-hmm. on, like that, that part was just, was uh was hilarious as well. Um my favorite kind of like uh a hype moment was I mean the the moment that Justin said where he was where he was holding him holding him down, but the but the part where I like I actually like out loud was just like oh damn was when um, was when Rengoku did his like his like ninth form where he actually had like his move called Rengoku, I was just like oh shit that's what, that's like that's when you know you're you're a boss Big-ass flame line yeah yeah that's when you know that you know you're uh you're you're, you're top notch so that that was like a huge hype moment for me as well. But, uh, what about, but What about you, Taylor? Yeah, you did not tell us yours.
2: Oh, You guys, I'm such, like, Tanjiro trash. Like, I just love him so much. Like, there was lots of really cool, awesome hype moments, but for sure the part with the sprites where he was leading that one kid, his little, his little <laughs> soul sprites were leading him. Uh, it was just so sweet. And then, like, even when he came, when he woke up and he came out of it and he was talking to that kid, and, like, the kid was just crying because he was, like, so touched by what Tanjiro did, and then Tanjiro was just like, uk man <laughs> i was like that's just like that was that was just so him like it just will it, it'll stick with me for a long time but like hype moment definitely the part with the eyeballs you know ske and know, fighting the eyeballs i just thought that was so cool i just that i was sick i am not always the biggest fan of like fight scenes demon slayer being the obvious exception because it's just brilliant but even like for demon slayer standards i just thought that was so cool
1: that that's one thing I want to see more with uh, with Demon Slayer kind of going forward. We mentioned it in, in uh, Hero Academia, I think it, I think Hero Academia excels with their team fights. I want to see more Demon Slayer team fights. We get a lot of like you know one on ones. There's really not too many like actual team fights. But like how you said with uh, with Tanjiro and you know I thought that was all done so well. Like they they were you know pulling each other out of like uh, having issues. They were actually working together. Uh, it, it was awesome. Mm-hmm. So I, I, so, I would like to see actually more team fights going forward. I think, especially with your photo animation, oh my God, they could make those look so yeah. good.
4: So, Sokka, I... we, were, we, we were just talking about um, favorite moments from the movie or, or most hype moments. Hype
1: and comedy moments, yeah.
0: <laughs> mm. Okay. Favorite by far was the last fight, I thought. It was just the animation was too slick. Like, that's when you think of peak fight animation. Like, every little impact, the way the air rippled. Like, sometimes I wish there's this character on One Piece named Whitebeard who has an ability that causes the air to crack or almost anything around it to basically fragmentize. I wish we had that level of detail with One Piece or other shows, right? So, I'd say the fight sticks out in my mind just because even when he said, like, I said everything ablaze! And then you see the fire build up through his hand. And he sets out the tiger demon thing. Ah, so amazing. (laughs) So that was glorious. Um, But on a a far more subtle note, I want to say the opening shot of the nature, as well as the part where Tanjiro is going back to his dream and you see him walking in the snow. When I think of really good blends of CGI and um, 2D drawing, I think those shots were just glorious. Like... There's a certain tone. You remember how I joked and I said, you know, if you hear the cicadas, you know, that's going to be a good show. (laughs) There's a certain like look that you get when you're like, wow, this looks gorgeous. I know I'm in for a ride. That's how I felt with the first shot of the movie. So Mm -hmm. as soon as I saw those couple shots, I was like, this is glorious. Um, So, yeah. And then obviously the humor, them going into their dreams, especially Zenitsu and uh, Inosuke.
1: Right. What what was it? What were the emotional scenes for you? I guess like kind of like the main like main ones that you remember. I remember. Mm. I remember Justin was joking in the like in the text. I think joking in the text messages. How you were crying? I don't Uh-oh. know if you cheered
4: up at all. No. Yeah, I was joking.
0: Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. I'll be honest with you. I was telling Justin this. Oh, My man. favorite arc of Demon Slayer is the next arc. Yeah. And that's the one where I can see some emotions coming out one way or another, whether it's oh, hype God. or whatever it might be. <laughs> oh. This. This past arc uh, with the Mugen Train, I, I wasn't really that attached to Rengoku and his whole story. I, I really respected it, but I never felt like I was on the verge of tearing up or crying because it, it just it wasn't there for me. I was more impressed and in awe of the action and the story in terms of whoa, this is moving so quickly and bam, bam, right? So I I was never into it from that aspect of like, wow. Like I did feel for Tanjiro and his family, but I think knowing what what I knew ahead of time, it just, the emotional hit wasn't there for me. So for me, I don't know if I can pick the most emotional piece uh, because I didn't really feel, I didn't really feel that part come through in the movie. But once again, I think that's just from prior knowledge and uh, from me having other preferred moments throughout the manga that I want to see come to life.
2: Mm-hmm. Gotcha. Fair. Yep. Well, I, would agree, I would agree with that, all of everything you just said.
4: One uh, One other thing that we talked about, Sasha, while you were away was um, sound quality of the movie and mm-hmm. just kind of like the impacts of everything. And I know you and I had, you know, talked after getting out of the film and me saying I felt things were a little bit lacking and, you know, uh, I can let Sreden and, and Ku and them who had the IMAX experience re-share their kind of aspect on it but what were your thoughts Sasha of our, of our viewing where we just viewed you know the normal theatrical viewing of uh, Demon Slayer
0: I think visually the only thing i could bring it even more to life would be the IMAX screen the level of detail and just how it captures you know the majority of your actual vision access i don't know what you would call it your view <laughs> we'll go with so that your scope um, mm. i know you mentioned that you were like man i wish there was some more bass and etc Honestly, I felt like it was good because when they were screaming, I felt like they were screaming right next to me. So I was like,
4: ah! Yeah, that was the one exception I was telling you um, guys. Like, they nailed that, but other stuff... I'll be honest. Not. I don't know.
0: I, I don't know from your perspective what it was like or what was missing, but I didn't really experience anything missing. I thought the audio was really good. If anything, I thought it was... Um, like I said, the screaming was at times too loud, but that's the theater. Uh, but that's really just being nitpicky. I love the guitar. Once again, I'm a big sucker for like traditional guitar soundtracks where like, that chunky guitar comes in. You're like, oh, man, someone's going to throw down. So, And then, obviously, like the sad piano music when they go into their little moments in the dreams. It's like, ding, ding, <laughs> ding. Dungeon off you must have found it yourself. <laughs> and you're like, yeah, boy. So I, that's why I want to hear the soundtrack all over again because I thought it was really well done. Sure. Same, um, same. So, no, no complaints whatsoever about the movie theater experience other than the seats being those old school, like, bleacher seats. But, hey, like I said, that fits with the vibe of being on an old school train. So, choo-choo <laughs> all the
4: Yeah, oh. that was – I forgot that you had mentioned that. <laughs> the equating to us being on the train. Well done. <laughs> yep. You always have a way, sir.
1: Indeed. Um, I don't know if uh, if there's any other topics or anything else you guys want to cover, any kind of final – Thoughts, comments.
2: I have one thing that I would like to say. One more thing that I thought of that I don't like about this movie. Maybe, maybe that I don't like about this movie, which is maybe. that. Yes, is that I really, really hope that these animators are like getting paid well and that they're like. Same like i just want them to be treated well have normal schedules just like add on more animators and like you know pay them well because they are seriously like magic at what they do (laughs) and they Mm. deserve it so if there's anything i dislike it's if they're not getting that because we hear about that a lot in the anime industry but i haven't really heard anything specifically about yufotable so
4: yeah i mean i think if anything we all we all did our part right of going to the theater and you know.
2: Giving they back should, to the industry. They should start their best
0: own best Patreon. <laughs> 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 they honestly That's should. Right. It should. Well, like, from from hey, taking ahead. voiceover classes, most people just get paid a flat rate unless they're part of the credited crew, and then they can get like a percentage of the profits, which I don't know how it works in Japan. I have no idea if it's anything similar to that. Like if there's a union there that the voice actors join. But yeah, unfortunately, the work of artists, voice actors, etc. A lot of it is just you get paid up front and then that's it. Um, Unless, like I said, you're part of a union and it's in the contract that you're going to get some type of royalties along with that. And that's typically, you're seeing that more in commercial work. So if it's for a product and they're using you, like like, let's say for a Toyota ad or something. So I'm with Taylor. Like These people, you know they just made a a killing off of this. So please, please, please (laughs) please reward these people. But my... Unfortunately, I think anything they make off of this is going to the studio and they're going to delegate. So yeah. we'll see. Yeah,
1: I, think I, mean, it, I can't help. I'll go ahead, no, I was just going to say, if we, uh, I think David would know more about this. I, I know he's commented before, yeah. but I can't remember what he said.
0: <laughs> Dude, because not much happened.
4: Oh, yes. <laughs> Agreed. <laughs> I don't know. I, I can't help but feel there's probably like this. Oh, boy. And again, David would probably know better with his, his background and knowledge of kind of the. Animations, the landscape yeah. of, of japan and in that industry mm-hmm. but i feel like there's almost a sense of pride too where even though they know you know things are not being credited to as they should be and wages aren't near, nowhere near where they need to be it's kind of almost this pride that gets in the way i feel like sometimes where if you were to kind of have this patreon are not a handout but but that's almost what it feels like like they literally love what they do and even at the extent of you know, these horrible conditions that they put themselves through, like that's just kind of a, a byproduct of that environment, which definitely needs to change. But I could see too, if that's just something that's been so ingrained in the culture for so long, like, you know, it's, it's tough to break down those walls. I think the only time I've personally heard of them kind of going against the green was with um, Kyoto animation when it had mm. um, that arsonist mm. incident mm. that totally, you know, destroyed their studio but more so took a lot of lives of those members that was the one of their studios yeah yeah you know them kind of come together and rally behind that to provide funds Mm. and stuff not only for the families impacted but for the studio directly so that they could get back up and running right Mm. so yeah it's crazy that that kind of event is is what at least i've had knowledge of a one that seems to be like oh oh this is okay for you know us to get the money here but yeah, all other drugs, like big do. wigs are controlling it, and they're obviously, you know, doing uh, dastardly things. I think Ufotable has actually had issues with tax evasion in the past. Oh, well, they really? So, <laughs> really. For, for the good stuff that
0: good they put
1: out.
4: It, it's not against the animators. It's always you know these uh these big wigs that just yeah,
1: you
6: know,
4: money's yeah. never enough for them. It seems for whatever reason, and it's not being distributed where it needs to be. But hopefully, you know, that'll change. And obviously, all we can do is you know support them by buying figures going to see these films and
1: mm-hmm.
4: all that stuff i so. do all of that
2: yeah
0: yeah that's true yeah we all do yes yes we yeah, all do this a... <laughs> <laughs> says cool with his empty desk and just a cabinet with nothing in there but toilet paper <laughs> <laughs> hey,
3: you see those posters back there i i, I contribute okay right? kind of okay yeah.
6: now okay. everyone can be like threatened okay uh... <laughs> But after the movie, though, uh, I
1: last did thing? Oh, I, I just had, this was just a quick thing. Um, It was after the movie. I did buy a Rengoku figure. So now I'm waiting for him to, to arrive. Continue. Right.
0: Touche. I was going to say, I think obviously this is Japan's number one movie of all time, like regardless of, I guess, whether it's drawn or not. I think their animated movies do better than their live action movies in Japan anyways. But oh, God, yeah. to the <laughs> oh, people who sure. are. Yeah. I, I, yeah. are I don't me, know who brought it up. The
4: promised Neverland live action movie ain't going to
0: dethrone <laughs> it. <laughs> Dude, on, you know, it's just—it's so There's good. No... <laughs> um
2: about The Attack on Titan live-action movie—I'm oh, surprised that wasn't contender
0: Or oh, Full gosh. Metal Alchemist, but hey, either Emma way,
2: that um... not that
0: bad. <laughs> I, I oh, that
6: ooh, bad! I
2: <laughs> it could have been so much worse. Okay, I'll stop.
4: Yeah, we <laughs> won't talk about Death Note live-action and all that, but that's Netflix, so we don't. Know oh, that, that was so—I'd say.
2: Was
0: in terms of anything shonen, I think this obviously blows everything out of the water because one, it's canon, and two, it was just majestic. Right. But when it stacks up to like the anime classics, and when I say classics, I, I'm not a Studio Ghibli guy. I haven't watched many of their movies. Um, but to me, like Ninja Scroll, The Ghost in the Shell from like the late '90s, I believe, like those movies still stand out as the pinnacle of Japanese animation to me in some regard. So. It doesn't stack up to that quite yet, but I do see it in, as a modern-day classic. I think it, it the hype is definitely uh, well worth it.
4: Do You think, and I, I know this is probably really hard to tell at this moment, but say for example, you know, you have a film such as *Akira*, which I know, like in, in film classes and studies of like arts, like that is kind of like a pinnacle piece of you know animation and kind of changing the scene and do you think that with now a film like Demon Slayer is this going to be a film that say years from now will be referenced in any sense or do you think we've kind of already become so advanced that you know this film was Mm -hmm. number one because it had you know the entire package of great art production and animation production but the story itself and the writing is really fantastic so I'm just wondering you know how long do you think something like this will last?
2: You know, I really I actually, think oh, like, oh, um, I'll really, really just, yeah, quick here. I was going to say, you know, I, I really love this movie. Like I love Demon Slayer and I love this movie, but part of my issue with like anime films that are incorporating, that are like in the middle of a, of a series or that, incorporate like an arc of a manga or something i never really in like mentally i never really compare them to standalone movies that have their own original plots like i just don't even yeah. think they're comparable i think of like i haven't seen Akira, but i've seen like perfect blue i know it's referenced a lot is mm-hmm. like a classic um grave of the fireflies i watched when i was a kid um spirited away johan mentioned earlier Kimi no nawa. honestly like mm-hmm. those stories are more impactful to me by far than anything that happened like in this movie i still loved the movie because i love demon slayer but to me it's still basically just like a long episode and mm-hmm. i feel like the beauty of demon slayer comes from it's all over arc rather than just what was in this movie so like i think it was beautiful and 100 percent you should go see it in theaters if you feel comfortable and you're able to um and if you're not then definitely rent or buy it and watch at home but yeah i just don't really compare them Mm -hmm. on the same level
1: me uh me and johan kind of talked like on the way home actually was uh not not like you know just the movie itself kind of being memorable but we talked about like if uh, because a lot of the the the, i think like one of the big issues with anime now is uh we only get like part like a partial animation where we get like one season of 12 episodes and it's just like oh you want to continue go to the manga for mm-hmm. this, we were actually talking about how the movie itself—it'll probably be considered a good movie, uh, memorable. Not quite sure, but but let, let's say if uh, Ufotable sticks with Demon Slayer, and let's say somehow if they're able to animate the entire series, we were thinking it could be you know considered like one of like like the anime itself. I think would be considered just like uh, would be remembered and also considered like one of like the like one of the top tier ones of like all time as well. Just because you you don't get many like long running shows that are this top tier of anime. Or animation, I I should say.
4: Better way that I should have phrased my question is, with kind of those, you know, uh, input that you guys have. Do you think that a film that would be able to topple this, say, from an animated standpoint, would only be, you know, Demon Slayer again? Because you know, you have to think about. You have, you know, the One Piece movies. You have, you know, all these other long-running Shonen movies that have gotten nowhere near to what we've seen here with Demon Slayer. So it really is kind of an interesting analysis of like what really did make this smash the box offices? Was it, you know, any mix of COVID and for us on, you know, the American market or other countries, you know, the anticipated weight for these films. Was it that Demon Slayers, you know, to its own Testament is just such a widely appreciated shows across all these, you know, diverse uh, demographics and, and age ranges that it just drove so many people to the theaters. Like, I, don't I think know. all of I'm it. Curious. Yeah, I yeah, think all I of think...
1: it actually takes a take up is a part of it. Mm-hmm. I feel one of the things that
5: helped the movie the most was one obviously the first season which everyone loved and even people that don't watch like a lot of anime go like oh yeah do you want I watched that I loved it mm-hmm. it was for me the most important part the hype like you know everyone was waiting for the movie. Like, you know, when you see that it's going to be the same animation studio, you're expecting a lot of the animation and you're kind of going to see like, oh, is it going to be that good? And yes, it's that good. Not as Taylor said, since it's not a like an original movie, since it's a part of something bigger, I don't think it's going to be able to compare one by one. But as Bretton said, like the whole thing, the whole Demon Slayer, it's going to be up there for sure for me.
1: But
4: I, I, like, Makes I,
1: sense. like I would think because Demon Slayer was really one of like the big movies that were like one of the only really big movies that were out last year that actually was going to theaters because uh, like you know they basically stopped everything like they stopped all releases uh, everything yeah. so I, I feel like uh, I mean almost everything was shut down It's so, like at the same time you people were getting bored as hell like what else are you gonna yeah, do
4: no no competitors so yeah. to speak for the movie yeah fun, so, so it's like very what else are you
1: gonna what else are you gonna do besides see Demon Slayer for the tenth time Yeah <laughs> <So. laughs>
2: And I think that it was just like a mix of these factors. But I think that, like as anime becomes more like I can't speak for like um um like the revenue earned in Japan. I don't really always know like what's gonna hit it in Japan or why it hits it in Japan, but but like globally, I think that eventually other things will topple this, like original movies and stuff too. as anime becomes increasingly more mainstream and and whatnot, I think it'll happen. I think this that just the perfect storm of things happened for Demon Slayer to just. I do Knock th- it out of the park.
1: I do think Demon Slayer will hold will hold up for quite some time, though. Because it's uh, at the same time. Because once everything else is back, everything is like released, everything is normal. Um, I, I do think it's going to you know, fall back a bit. And it's going to take a long time before I think anything gets close to Demon Slayer again.
2: Mm-hmm. The, Agreed.
5: Something very interesting is, like, in a very close period of time, both uh, Mugen Train and Evangelion 3 plus 1 came out. Oh, and it right. was like Evangelion got a lot, exactly Evangelion got a lot of people like oh you know it's Evangelion two clear just went like holy yeah. shit you know well,
4: it's it, it's very similar too with um I know it's not as recent but you had the final part of the Fate Stay Night Heaven's Feel movie oh, come that's out right, too. And, and that was the same thing where i watched that and i would Hmm. honestly say like that holds a very close candle obviously with both it being animated at the same studio of same level quality of animation sound quality i would actually say i personally liked the fate stay night uh movies for Heavens feel a little bit more than Demon Slayer. But I feel like with that series it is a, a little bit more darker. There's not as much comedic relief. So oh, that's there's probably none. just being biased <laughs> there. It's so
2: obscure too. There's so many different plot lines. Like a lot of people don't know where to start with Fate. It's really hard to yeah. enter into it. You know so, what I mean?
4: Um but no, to- totally agree to to Johan's point. Like, you know, even with these these other series and having kind of the backing of Euphable like Demon Slayer just had well, the magic.
1: Even, yeah, like, manga sales basically just blew up. I remember watching, like, the Super patch Wolf just talking about how big it became. So, it's just oh, yeah. a huge, massive following. Uh,
4: I didn't I didn't realize how many sales, like, how it dwarfed, because they were showing oh, like, know, the other ones below it of, like, Sword Art Online, ReZero, and they're, like, you know, one-third. <laughs> Nothing. Or some absurd, you know, drop-off from where Demon Slayer is, so. Is Did- yeah. selling
1: more than One Piece? It beat out One Piece. Uh, I think was it last? Sasha, I don't know if you remember if you are you if you watched the iPatch Patch Wolf video. But didn't Deemsler beat beat out One Piece last year?
0: I think it was f- for a certain period. I'm not oh, sure how okay. long. I remember that. Yeah, but but uh, here's the thing: i Patch Wolf had to go back and redact some of his stuff, so I'm not sure if that was part of what he had to take back. Okay. but it I was pretty much bleach. neck and neck.
1: Okay, yeah, maybe,
0: but right
5: there, like wow. But yeah
0: like, yeah like i think it's it's to your point justin i think uh it's it's all the things coming together it's a confluence of yeah, COVID, Taylor the popularity exactly um i think longevity wise i just don't think the story is transformational enough for me to come back home and think about man the next time i ride a train i'm gonna think <laughs> about what happened <laughs> at mugen train like, I'm not like, like i'll you. be honest i'm mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, I'm not a fan of, uh, I'm not a big fan of Akira. I just think the story goes in the directions that I'm like, bro, uh, okay, why is this guy's arm turning into eight little babies? But <laughs> at the end of the day, what it's known for is the art production, the value, the story is an allegory to um, Japan post-World War II. So mm-hmm. there's a lot that sticks with it. And I always, this is my philosophy when it comes to art, like there's art that entertains you. That's one level. The next level up is the art that makes you feel something. And then the last level is the art that makes you think and reflect upon life in some way. So once you hit all three, I think that's when you get something truly transformational. I think Mm -hmm. Demon Slayer hit on a couple um, for most people. I don't think it's one of those I'm going to come home and wow, like Rengoku's uh, philosophy is just amazing. I should probably apply that to my life. Like, Mm -hmm. listen, man, at the end of the day, I just like this guy because he had fire around him, right? He had that weird (laughs) look in his eyes. I wouldn't trust him in a grocery store (laughs) before, but the disrespect so, of this not gonna, not guy be dropping yeah. off with
4: him, his kids Oof. if he's the guy leading the daycare he's just like oh, exactly no, get, get the hell back in the car we going home but uh, ooh, i do classic. think
0: from an animation perspective it, it will definitely be one of those that sets the bar where it's like wow the quality of the fight scenes just how slick everything looked that is for sure you have to give that credit over the story and everything else yeah. um mm-hmm. but well, Yep, emotionally, it just it wasn't there for me to say like, yeah, this is one of those like all time greats.
4: Mm-hmm. No, I'm I'm glad you brought up or I brought up the comparison with One Piece because now when we were talking previously about what do we think could potentially topple it, I think if anything, it's got to be the eventual conclusion of one piece if they
1: make it especially if they make it a movie oh my In god like years. dude it's gonna be something yeah, random it's, it's not gonna like, be let's one hope, piece let's hope
4: we make it to the end of <laughs> we're, we're all younger than the creator so <laughs> let's hope you know <laughs>
1: maybe sorry Sasha. what were we saying
0: i said it's, it's probably not gonna be one piece it's gonna be something random just wait it's gonna be you some think? like out of the... well just okay let's take a look at demon slayer right demon slayer was it's n- it's never what you predict it's going to be. Like, Even if Attack on Titan finished uh, their series with... And here's why I think that. I think it's because of the lukewarm reaction people have to manga endings. So I think if it translates well in the manga, it'll pick up even more steam. This arc, Mm -hmm. I think it was pretty well received from what I've read. And a lot of people in the the comments beforehand were like, yo, this is going to be hype. Um, uh, So I think that has a lot to do with it. But it's always going to be that one random thing that catches fire where you're like dude where did that come from just like demon slayer itself yeah, yeah. right like nobody yeah, had I, I didn't realize had like, that much sort of
4: a run demon slayer had it was yeah. only 2016 to 2020 so yeah. again yep. kind of to, to your point sasha of you know that that flash in the pan type of thing that just yeah. completely took the world by storm but
1: even even like how sasha said it like i mean i like when i was first watching demon slayer i didn't think any, like really anything was going to become just massive with it i just assumed it was just you know another like beautiful animation by Euphorable, and I thought it, you know it was just going to be one of those. It'll be remembered, but I didn't think it was just going to explode.
4: Yeah, and that's something for me that I'm just probably negligent too of. Like, I didn't know anything about the manga before the anime. Mm-hmm. So oh, same. I have to I, imagine I, I that the, the anime was the pure catalyst that made it the critical acclaim that it is. I think definitely. I don't know. Like, Sasha, was your first experience with Demon Slayer from the anime, or did you hear about it from the yes. manga perspective? Yeah, so.
0: Yep. I I didn't think much of it, but I didn't know much going into it. I just kept getting a lot of people recommending it to me. So I was like, all right, that's a sign from the universe. <laughs> and I remember watching the first couple of episodes and I was like, all right, this is interesting, but it still feels like your typical shonen in some regards. Hmm. And then it was about halfway through that I'm like, okay, there's something a little different here. And when we hit that final arc, I was like, dude, this show is, is wonderful. And just, you know, the production value aside, it's just like, it, it, you 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 got someone you can root for. Um, it just hooks you in somehow. And one thing, my pet peeve with shonens is how they just milk every little thing. Like you guys were talking about, like uh, Rengoku could have been his Jiraiya. I'm so thankful he's not because at the end of the day, <laughs> spoiler alert, Jiraiya died a horrible death. So you know what? I don't need <laughs> to wait. three guy. Like oh my that.
6: goodness. <laughs> so um, I
1: actually
3: agree
6: that. with you,
1: Sasha. I agree. I agree. Okay, that yeah. makes that, that makes me feel a little bit better than I guess. But guys, what if so, what if
3: like the secret sauce to this anime is just Tanjiro? Like his character itself.
1: I think he's a big part of it, but I think he's also a very typical yeah. shonen character. Typical? Like who else can you compare him to though? Like any kind of any basically positive uh shonen character that, you know, believes like in, you know like n- like nobody dies, there's good in everybody?
3: No, but then like his character as a whole, like his package, I can't think of any other character that you can even like closely yeah. relate to. That makes like Tanjiro so unique.
4: I agree with that. I'm trying to think of like any other similar character like shown in Architect where you know your entire family is just taken out of the equation, and
1: because you know, so kind of like... like
4: you know you have Sasuke, but obviously Sasuke is you know praised for very different reasons. But yeah, yeah no, I totally okay. agree with you, Ku. There's not <laughs> <That's> a...
0: <laughs> To me, he's more like a. He's honestly more like Harry Potter, right? Because Harry Potter Just this man. Like, <laughs> Hell yeah. <laughs> like, okay. okay. Got me? Explain, <laughs> explain. All right. All right. I know Hermione's smart. But just because they're both female, I'm going to say Nezuko's Hermione, okay? And th- they got this awesome bond that she pops in when he meets her. And then <laughs> she just goes in her little, little, nice little bookshelf. Look at this. <laughs> um, then you okay. got uh, Zenditsu. Zenditsu's Ron, because Ron's terrible around girls. And, you know, he's kind of a buffoon. But he will spring into action when duty calls. It's now, scared oh,
2: the scaredy cats.
0: Yes, thank you. Now, Taylor, you got to help me out, because I know you're the Harry Potter expert. Uh, who can we say is uh, in Because I was gonna say Hagrid, but like, I don't know about that.
2: Draco <laughs> <laughs> uh. <Frickle> Malfoy. <laughs> what, okay. about, what
3: about? Uh, this, that's, that's messed the up. What, up? Over. what about? What about Rock- up? Anyways,
4: as we see, yeah. as we're grasping our <laughs> straws, exactly to your point, there are not many individuals, you know, mm-hmm. that well, share Tanjiro's yeah. background and and driving force. I think you know, some can argue the driving force. And and what he kind of believes to Siren's point, if he's just kind of this believe it mentality, like it'll yeah. all work out, you know, that that is the same. But his origin story is is pretty unique in that in that regard.
3: Yeah, but so. yeah, like like I said, you just gotta think of like the whole package. Everything is done so well. His characters develop extremely well. Uh, his his personality is extremely likable. Um, and unless you just hate good boys in general, like, the <laughs> fact that this guy is so innocent but so badass still, like, it's it's insane how they they articulate the character in a way where it feels like it's genuine and it's refreshing. And, like, you mentioned, yeah, sure, there's plenty of other, like, good boys out there, but I can't think of anyone that even holds a candle close to, like, Tanjiro's character. So, like, I gosh, think, I, th- I feel like that's probably what makes... Uh, like that's probably like the secret spice to this to this series. I feel
2: mm-hmm. he's perfect,
3: basically, right? I mean, <laughs> I find other than the fact that he threw his fucking sword, right? Like oh I find God. I cannot find a fault to like Tanjiro. Okay, like,
1: all right. I'm saying. He'll, he'll get another one. He'll another one. It's yeah. fine. You that, know that I, guy's gonna be pissed, I think he's just but... the, the. Go ahead, Sasha.
0: The whole cast and the world they live in. And like I said, man, most shonens, like I love Gon, but it takes like 40 episodes for some things to build up in Hunter x <laughs> Hunter. And I, I I love it to <laughs> death. Don't get me wrong. Naruto is the same thing. I think Naruto, yes, he has his annoying tendencies, but his character is beautiful for what he's able to go through. But then, you know, you got 100 episodes of filler to walk through. You're like, uh, I don't want to deal with that. Luffy, same thing, right? Like these arcs take forever. So when you have a, a, a shonen that captures everything you love about shonen, but does it, within about a tenth of the time frame but still not like you know compromising anything i think that's why the show delivers is because oh. it's it's like a compacted version of shonen and it's just it's got the budget to back it up and it's so beautiful to watch that you can't help but say man this is this is what most shonen should be like but you know for ratings money etc cetera, etc cetera, we got to milk it and drag it out for as long as we can so i'm really really glad that it seems like Demon Slayer is on the right track where it's going to be 24 episodes per season, maybe a couple movies sprinkled in that are canon. Yeah. And so I, I think honestly, I hope if anything, it sets the trend for future Shonen to do it in this fashion. Yes. Obviously, that that's begging for a lot, but yeah. I love it. I'm in love with the way they've done it. So uh, and then obviously the manga is already done, which I cannot say for, you know, <clears throat> a member of the big three. Just get it done, man. Get it done.
4: Well, man, two of the big three, because, you know, Naruto's still going, in a sense. (laughs) Oh, God. Yeah. 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 (laughs) We'll we'll stop you there. Uh, Let's not go there. Um, But, no, I think this is a very good topic that we kind of, you know, closed off with here, with, you know, kind of the the meteoric rise to kind of fame that the series has had, because I think it's very something that when Taylor and, and Yohan and I talk about Attack on Titan, we'll have similar conversations of, you know, how did we kind of get to this explosion? Was it really the, the anime that was the catalyst where we'll kind of see from the three of us, you know, did we start first with the anime? Did we start first with the manga and kind of how that all has its effects into things? But um, I think otherwise, the only thing we haven't discussed is, you know, again, on an arbitrary scale of one to 10,
2: mm-hmm.
4: where uh, where did this movie fall for you guys?
2: Oh, God, this is What's so hard.
5: Ten.
4: <laughs> yeah.
5: No, what like what?
2: Oh,
4: what is like the, the, the grades? Oh man! Grade yeah.
5: Usually, ten's the best.
4: Yeah.
6: And <laughs> the worst. We'll, we'll just we'll just no, keep with no, no, like. that's fair. Like what, what particular
4: factors? I guess. A ten is that from a story standpoint, from an animation standpoint, from a soundtrack and just complete package that would be a ten. And then you know somewhere between that, like a six or a seven, is it's hitting you know two out of the, you know, four or five or however many kind of different buckets you want to throw in there. And then as you get less and less, that's how you go down towards like a one.
2: I gave it like,
1: a, I gave it a nine on my sure. enemy list. I
2: was just going to say, I'm going to give it a nine.
4: Mm. Koo, okay. Sasha, what do you guys think?
2: Mm,
0: in my heart, I'm going to say a, like a really high eight, because like I said, a nine for me would take it to that level where I'm like, man, I really felt something. But just because of how good it was, I'd probably push it up to a nine because it doesn't deserve to be with other eights that are just, you know, <laughs> you're like, oh, that was
3: good, that was good, you know.
0: So, uh, true. Yeah, I'd, I'd probably slide it into a nine just because of everything coming into this movie. So, yes. I mean, overall,
3: I, I would just give it a ten to be honest because I could not really find a fault within the movie, right? Uh, you know, if you're a a fan of the series, you know what you're getting to going in. Uh, it did live up to the hype animation music you know the story like i think it was done extremely well and i mean i guess if you if you look at it at just the movie and not like season one and like the upcoming seasons uh it probably would just be a nine but i think it's also setting up uh season two fairly well as uh, as well as like showcasing uh like the catalyst of what's of why things are to be what they're going to be i'm assuming uh so, I, I gotta say, uh, yeah, like for me, it would be a 10. Uh, and, uh, I really like you, really can't find any major faults with the movie. And then, even with like, like, you know, Tom throwing his sword, like, like, like these little nitpicks, like, they're not really any flaws to the movie. And I, 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 I can't say there's anything wrong with it. So, I would have to give it a 10 overall.
1: I'll, I'll, I'll watch it again. I'll,
0: I'll I will, I love how you called out your own flaw. <laughs>
1: It's a little nitpick, okay,
3: and apparently I'm not. the only one who felt that way. So, uh, I, but I it do. didn't really, it didn't but. take away from the movie, you know. Like I said, it executed everything that you expected from it. Like I think, like to me, perfectly. I had mm-hmm. no problems with it whatsoever.
1: I'll watch it again on Blu-ray, definitely. Like it's gonna happen. Mm-hmm. So, for, for me, me, what, it may you, what it. do you think? It would be like I'm thinking about two.
5: Like one uh, anime movie, like comparing it to all anime movies, like everything. That would be like an eight because it's a really good movie. But if you don't have like the background, you have kind of have to watch the first season to fully appreciate the movie. Like not talking about animation. Animation is perfect. It's like even though like I kind of like the tentacles. It's like you wanna throw CGI, <laughs> throw it in the tentacles, no problem. <laughs> like you know, not on Tanger or anything, mm-hmm. but like uh, <laughs> uh, a high eight on anime movies. But if it's a uh, like part of a going series, like a uh, canon part of an anime it would be a nine a hard nine
4: no i i think i share a similar sentiment to you johan i i definitely feel this movie falls kind of like on the high eight in in various regards and then peeking into the nine and others i think for me it's one of these things that kind of to my own detriment as i found that i read ahead manga wise it is it does take away that experience of not knowing what's going to happen So I think that's something that just I'm a product of my own kind of flaws when I do read (laughs) the manga and then I go into movies or, you know, I go into shows and I'm like, oh, I know what's going to happen. So, you know, it's not going to be as hype or as a kind of shock turn of events. So I feel like that's something that does admittedly dock points for me, whereas like if I was to go in this movie and not know anything, then I probably would have had a little bit of a higher rating maybe in some regards. Um, But... Yeah, overall, I can't think of too many flaws other than me just being you know, overly critical in, in my kind of own personal beliefs of things. But um, definitely was a film that, apart from it being canon and you need to see it, if you don't go and see this movie and you plan to watch the next season, you're going to have a bad time. Yep. So definitely <laughs> uh, definitely get your butt out there and see it in whatever way, as safe as possible as you can, as Taylor was saying. Or, you know, get it on a release when it comes to DVD, Blu-ray, all that stuff. Um, it comes out in yeah. June. Oh, okay. Yep. So not, not, too oh, nope. okay. Yes, not too long. In June, so That's we're good. almost here. It'll be out there. It'll be out on the, the special sites for those who, you know, yes. choose to pertain in that format. So I'll probably hey, get this. I'll actually I, probably at, buy at this. The, yeah. At the yeah. end of the day, whatever way you can see it, obviously best way through legal means so you can give back to the industry, but um, overall it is quite the experience, I think we can all say. So it was worth definitely worth it. Taylor, did you give us a score yet? Yes, nine. Nine, okay.
1: Um all right
0: then. Taylor's was just the most succinct. Everyone else was like, Oh, chica wada ja <laughs> oh, <well, laughs> we know yeah. piggybacked on because we have well I piggybacked on was like, yeah, I agree with you on,
1: you know,
4: I got nothing much else to <laughs> oh, okay.
2: say. Okay, fine. You want a reason? I'll give you a very specific reason, oh. which is that I oh, felt that she's angry. With, I felt that the stuff with Rengoku it just was like a little bit too long with the with the ending, with him dying. Like, okay, let him die. Let people say, like, like be sad <laughs> and then move on. Like, Actually, now that you say a, a
4: nitpick that I have, I would have to go oh, back in the movie.
2: But when they oh, keep oh, on
4: panning, showing the blood just continue to like soak further and oh, further yeah. down <laughs> Goku, I'm just like, okay, I get like the weight of it. But then I swear, when they show like the final pan away, there is like no blood underneath his body on the ground or anything. So I'm just like. <laughs> All right, this guy just like bled out like his entire body. Dude, it it dried up, man. For me, yeah,
2: maybe that
4: is. It was dirt, it's soaked into the dirt, I can't see it. But man, if I was to visit the studios, I'd be like, yo, man, where's that pool of blood underneath my man? Like, who You're was fired. responsible for this? Yeah, get the hell out of here. I'm coming in.
2: The whole thing, it just felt like they were trying so hard to make you so sad. And I was like, I fucking get it already. And then, like, and then Jesus. okay, and then it cuts away. i like Rengoku, and I feel like it was a disservice to him to have it drag on that long. That's just my opinion. But then they cut away to all the other Hashida like receiving the news that he died right and then you come back to tanjiro still crying i was like are you kidding me like how long can this go on and that's how it ended anyway so there you go that was was why i docked to the point remember (laughs) his
1: disrespect oh my goodness i mean just think of how his crow feels
2: Dude, the crow,
4: the the crow, crow like, crying. Me more than even Sasha said that. Imagine that the crow's tearing up, and then literally you was in on the crow. He's just like,
3: there it is. Bro, when we saw, we actually started laughing. Didn't the theater <laughs> start laughing when the crow started crying? Thread, did it? I don't you know. know. I, rem- I, think, I don't remember. I think
4: we had people laugh at a similar moment. Yeah, kind re- it. it's it's but like, you yeah. couldn't help but laugh. Well, it was ridiculous,
6: yeah. man. Was like, Come on now. The crow
1: was his. Like, like, now, like, where is that crow supposed to go? You know, like, what is he supposed to do? No, his his basically master's gone. Oh,
4: yeah. I, I will say I couldn't help but laugh when they were panning to the one uh Wind Hashira who literally just looked like he was super side-eyed in, like, the way that they panned to his face, and I couldn't help but chuckle at that. <laughs> Even though I know he's been this Hashira that's just been shown as, like, a nutcase, so it's fitting to, like, his character, but I, I, I admittedly laughed at that moment, which <laughs> I know was supposed to be a more deeper meaning of them all being like, oh, damn. Yeah. But... Good stuff.
1: Yeah. Um, any other uh, last mentions of anything?
2: Not for me. If anybody's
0: wondering whether they should watch the movie or listen to this podcast, they're about the same length, so, you know, <laughs> do you think? <laughs> Hopefully
1: you've already watched it because this is hella spoilers. So. True. Obviously. We're at the end of it. True.
0: Listen, man. At the end of the day, it's all about my boy Inosuke... In the middle of that train accident, finding Tanjiro's body and going up to him going, Santoro!
4: <laughs> I'm sure I'm sure Brian uh, will, will hopefully love that moment as well. Uh, I would be sadly man. disappointed if he didn't take his boar mask with him.
1: Right.
2: Brian better watch this whole podcast after he sees the movie.
1: Uh, well, Seriously. We, we will let him know. We will not let him forget. Yeah, but okay. Boy. I think R- on that note.
0: R.I.P. R- yeah. <laughs>
4: <laughs> R.I.P. I. Indeed, in many different ways. R.I.P. Yeah. to this this session of the podcast. R.I.P. to some some boys, and <laughs> yeah. you know, thank you, Threaten, for being our our fill in host. You know. Yeah, no problem, man. David, thanks to everybody to for joining.
1: Thanks for everybody making this uh, making or making it here, watching the movie as well, and then coming here like the day after. It was awesome. It was fun. Yes. Um, we will, we will wrap it up here. Uh, we have a we we do a normal podcast uh, weekly. Weekly, where we just uh, discuss the the shows that are airing every week of the season. Um, also, in the comments uh, or the the, uh, the the description at the bottom of it, we have our links. Basically, you have um you have uh you have my Twitch, uh, Ku's Twitch, Voice of Alex's Twitch. Uh, Joh- Johan will get we'll have to get yours there as well. You can follow us on Twitter. We have a Discord as well. Um, just feel free to follow us. Uh, also, if you have if you're watching this on YouTube, you know like dislike. Um, let us know what we did well, what we did bad. Uh, uh, we would really like to know how to improve this even more. We'll see you guys possibly on the AOT manga special we are doing or just our normal, our normal podcast. That's our A-O. Awesome. We will say bye here. Bye. Bye. Uh, bye. <laughs> <laughs>